Hello, everybody. That's Amelia, and I'm Zach, the Kingslayer, but I slay the king with jokes. We're here on the Summer Movie Club this week, <laughs> talking about Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 1 through 3. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, first of his name, first in our hearts, Adam Weiss. I was going to say, I really hope that you introduce one of us as first of, <laughs> first of their name. <laughs> Um, how's everyone going? How's everyone, how's everyone doing? How's everyone going? How's, how's everyone going? All right, like I said, we're here talking about uh, a bit of a departure for us. So it's, uh, this is what episode is episode 16. 16, and we've done 15 separate movies. And now we're going to do a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, experiment. We're going to do the last season of Game of Thrones over the course of two episodes. Uh, splits nicely. It's a six episode season. So we're going to be doing the first three, one through three today. Uh, the episodes Winterfell, uh, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, and The Long Night. Now, if I, I remember um, in the, in the, speaking in the sense of how we've only covered movies up until now, um, I remember when it was first announced that Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones is usually um, seasons one through six were all ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, say, season seven was eight episodes, and then season eight was six episodes. Um, every like the the big talk. I think was it might like, have been seven because what I have is uh, like what I see is seventy three episodes, mm-hmm. which would make it seven and six in the last. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. I can tell you in two seconds, but um, I remember like the the talk leading up to season. Um, season eight was like, oh yeah, there's only six episodes, but like they're all going to be like a movie's length. Long. And you know what? Can I tell you? Uh, going into having to rewatch these episodes, and this has nothing to do uh, so much with the uh, quality of the episodes. Yeah, it's seven episodes. In the, the se- yeah, that's that's seven is seven but is a weird. Choice. But it's season seven. It kind of makes sense. And it's the yeah. seven kingdoms and the seven. Uh, dwarves well with the seven gods <laughs> the of the yeah um but i'm sure that had nothing to do with them when they were deciding what to do no they they were just they were just done with it uh, but going like thinking about having to go back and watch these episodes i i struggled to to get the motivation up so why and it, again no, you, it really, you said that it really has nothing to do with the quality because i'm I'm not so, like steadfast in the camp that the season was a disappointment. It wasn't what we envisioned and dreamed about in the long break between season seven and season eight, but I, I enjoyed it. At, at no point did I like want to like cancel my fandom to game of Thrones. No, I wouldn't say I never wanted to, I wouldn't, I never wanted to cancel my fandom. Um, there's definitely shows where I've wanted to cancel my fandom. Um, mainly, the Walking Dead. Right. Me and Adam, um, this was one of the shows we, we, yeah, we tend I to... Say, I will give, give a little bit of backstory. We, this is, I came into the show late. I think I came in uh, maybe season four? Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Which season ends... Spoiler alert. If you guys are watching, the, listen to this episode about season eight, you better fucking have watched the entire series. Right. Which season ends with Sam... It which it ends like when they're at the fist of the first men. Don't know and what that Sam, is. Sam like and Sam. That's looks how far up. we're moving. I don't know what that is. All right, Sam. They're up north, and Sam. They're beyond the wall. When he kills the white. No, no, no. Sam looks up, and the walker looks down at him. No idea. 
it's like season two or season three. I I think I came into it watching live at season four because I came into it late as you did. Um, I basically watched the first couple seasons. Um, I stole our parents' HBO Go because I didn't have HBO at that point. Um, uh, actually, the reason I got HBO is because my wife was watching the show Girls <laughs> on like the week. Um, HBO always does that like Girls. week of free. Yeah, exactly. Does that free week of uh, of like of services leading up to like the release of one of their big shows, so they get you hooked. Like your first hit's free, but then you got to pay after that. Mm-hmm. So she was watching Girls, and she was like, "Oh, this show is hilarious. We should get we should get HBO." And I was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, get HBO," because I knew Game of Thrones was starting soon. Um, so I think I came into it watching it live at season four. Uh, based on what I've seen, it might have been season three. Because at, that sounds about at the right. beginning of se- at the end of season two is when um, John is up with the wildlings, which seems theoretically logical that then Sam would be bouncing around up there somewhere. Oh wait! At the, if so- at the end of season three, uh, they're already they're already uh, the watch is already asking Stannis, like trying to connect with Stannis. Oh, then I may have come into it at season three because season two. John's with the wildlings because he gets abducted while they're at the fist of the first man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, like he gets separated from um, the nice watch. What? So that actually, it may have been season two. That's that, that it's when Sam It's basically when you first see the army of the dead, I want to say I came in cause what season was the red wedding? Was that three? Uh, yes, because it was in the bat. That was during the, the the battle of the seven kings. Then I the at, five I kings. at least came in after. Yeah, Reigns Castamere. It was season three. I at least came in after season three because I remember being culturally aware of the red wedding, but not having any context for it, and actually seeing it because uh, uh, for some reason Dad watched it that episode. I don't know if he had watched I any episode. Mom- Mom and Dad used to watch Game of Thrones, but like when it first started. So I had seen that episode. Excuse me, I burped before. Which, which, when I really got into it, I, I wish I had it because that really, like, I, I knew it was coming. Like I knew. Yeah. But um, I, I'm pretty sure I, I'm, if I remember correctly, like my memory is very hazy. Um, but if I remember correctly, I, I came into the Red Wedding not knowing anything and watched it. When it airs, so you must have come in at, at the beginning of three. Yeah, I think I think I came in at the beginning of three. But anyway, uh, Game of Thrones is one of those shows that me and Adam have always we uh, occasionally watch together, especially during the last season. I feel like we tried our best to watch as many together as we could. Yeah, especially the the finale. Yeah, we were definitely together for the finale. Um, but usually, it means there's there's a few shows that always air on Sundays. Mm-hmm. That means Zach would if we couldn't be together watching them, we would be texting each other. Basically doing like kind of like a live watch almost, just um, and which is actually kind of the basis of where this it's, it's this basically where came. this where this started from. You're right. Um, but as you were saying, The Walking Dead is one of those yeah, shows. I said, and at this point, it we're really just I not I, even just honestly. I had I I know that I sat and watched and texted you through the last season of Nick of Nickelback. I don't know why I was gonna say yeah Nickelback. Nickelback. Of of um, Walking Dead, I could not tell you a single thing that happened in this past season of Walking Dead. There was I, some zombies. 
there, it turns yeah, out at the end, the big twist at the end, which it isn't even over yet. They haven't been able to add. No, they, uh, they didn't finish but the season the lead up to the, the lead up to the big twist turns out that man is really the monster and not the zombies. Yeah, apparently um, it's man, man is the real threat. Uh, um. But this is this is one of those shows. Game of Thrones, Westworld's another. Uh, Walking Dead. Is there any other ones I can't think of? Mm, no, I think it was just it started with Walking Dead. And then became uh, Game of Thrones, and then when Westworld came out, it became Westworld. Um, but Game of Thrones is one of the more celebrated TV shows of all time, with one of the with, know, with the exception of this last with, season. with the exception of the last season. Again, I don't. I'm not necessarily on board with the hate. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. It's just it's 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 not what it's it's not what everybody wanted. But let's let's real quick just. Uh, I mean, I could go over the cast. But literally, like I said to Adam beforehand, I have I just copied what I considered the main cast into my notes, and it's twenty one people long. Yeah, this is a this is a big cast. Um, Jesus, so what the hell is that? What the sound? Yeah, I, I mean, I know it's daughter. I, I know it. I know it's a baby. But like, I mean, like, what the fuck is she's that? Like, very is that like a... She's wearing her flyers onesie. They won. Was it a cry? Was it a yell? It was. Joy? It was a, a, a cry of of exuberation. Because she realized the Flyers are up two one over the Montreal Canadiens in the first round of the playoffs, and she's excited there about you it. Uh, yeah. But you know, you have your 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 heavy hitters. You have your pink Peter Dinklage as Tyrion, Nikolai Coster Waldo as Jamie Lannister, Lena Headey as Cersei Lannister, Amir Clark as Daenerys Targaryen, Targaryen, Kit Targaryen, Har- Targaryen. <laughs> uh, Kit Harrington as Jon Snow, Sophie, Tur- Sophie Turner as Sansa Stark, Maisie Williams as Arya Stark, and then you get into your you know your other people your. Davos or Masandi, I uh, just to, to throw it out there, very frustrating coming into the show almost a full, like more than a full year since watching the last episode, having to remember uh, Masandi and Melisandre as names. I couldn't remember Davos's name. Uh, I'm to... I just, I just, I just kept thinking Onion Knight. I'm tra- looking down real quick. I, I don't think there was anybody I couldn't remember their name right off. Mm. But uh, we'll get into names. I have a note about names a little later. Let's get into the first episode so that we're not here all night. The first episode, real, it, real quick, I want to no. pause you. I, I real, it's a real uh, <laughs> okay. a, a note about the season on the whole. Uh-huh. Um, season seven, Zach, myself, our brother-in-law Dan, and Dan's friend Nolan had a death pool. Basically, um, each of us <laughs> for season. Seven, when you say it like that, it sounds like death. Uh, what's what do they call it? A suicide pact. When you say death, we, we, we had a suicide pact. Um, if, if yeah, we had a suicide pact, if season eight sucked, we we're all going to kill ourselves. Um, but uh, we started season Spoiler, seven. Only two of us are left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we started season seven. Each of us picking six characters. Um, whoever had the most deaths at the end of season seven won. I think we played for six packs. Yeah. Um, the losers bought the winner a six pack of their choice. Um, if I remember correctly, our brother-in-law Dan ended up winning season Seven, seven. yeah, because I remember buying him a um he was talking about Oktoberfest, and I was like, "Have you ever had Sam uh Yinglings?" and he said no, so I bought him that. Um, Dan came in first, Nolan came in second. Me and Zach had no downs no. for season seven. We had the shittiest teams for season seven, but like, um, not really. They just stopped killing people. I feel like. yeah, they did just stop killing because they knew. I think they knew that they were going to kill like everybody. But here's the thing: in even the in the last season, season 
they didn't kill that many people. No, not ter- not for, a whole bunch. for a show whose reputation was built on anybody, Killing, anybody yeah. could die at any time. You never know what's going to happen. They just kind of went like, oh, well, I guess we need some of these people towards the end. So I guess nah, we should probably save it. Um, so after, I think, in two, and it was really shitty. Like, Dan and Nolan didn't have great teams for season seven. No, they had, like, two kills. They each had two deaths apiece. Um, and we figured out the way, if, if, if there ended up being a tie, if two people had two deaths, whoever had the earlier death won. So Dan won season seven. And then coming into season eight. Well, didn't Dan, Dan, and, did Dan win? Also, because like part of the one of his kills was a dragon. Yes, like he picked the right dragon. He picked the right dragon to die in season seven. Um, so Dan and Nolan rounded their team back out to seven, or back out to six, I should say. And then we each picked four more characters. So each of us going into season eight had ten characters. Um, Which the fact that four people can have ten characters each is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, some of the characters, some of the characters were throwaway. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Dan had a character who was never introduced in the show. Right. Um, but uh, I actually ended up winning season eight with uh, six deaths. No one came in a close second with five deaths. Um, and I, I mean, I had I, even even looking at my team for the death draft, um, I had two characters. I had one character who was basically just a throwaway from season seven, uh, the Septa who uh, shamed Cersei. I jokingly said she was gonna. It was good. The season was gonna open up with her being killed. But you, you even only like that one only counted on a technicality, right? Because yeah, because no, that she she wasn't. We didn't count her as a death. Oh, we didn't. No, okay. Because you know, we only basically counted deaths you saw on screen. Okay. Even though um, but I, I had I had Dario on my team too. Like I was mm-hmm. I was really hoping Dario would come back and die. It's, it's funny that they recast Dario and then just never did anything. did nothing with him. Yeah, which I, um, a couple of my notes are things about just just nothing happened with, with certain things. I, but I, I want to make one last quick note about the death draft. You mentioned that Dan picked the right dragon for season seven to die. Um. Going into it, I was like, okay, the dragons are on the table. Um, somebody picked Drogon, which I knew I, I had a feeling they weren't gonna kill Drogon. So I wasn't too upset about that. But I don't I couldn't even remember his name. I just have it listed as Green Dragon. Because there's Drogon who's red and black, the green dragon who ends up spoiler dying in this season, and then there was the yellow dragon which got killed in season seven and became a, a white dragon. Uh, if you will, a blue eyes white dragon for you Yu Gi Oh fans out there, um, but I, I, I ended up means. did uh, exactly. <laughs> I ended up having one of the dragons on my team. Um, I think I was the only person to have a non-human on their team die. In um... oh no, Dan didn't even. Uh... Oh no, Dan did. Dan Viserion was the yellow dragon because Dan had the, the yellow dragon die in season seven. And he had it that the white version of Viserion was going to die in season uh, eight, which technically he did because uh, when they destroyed the Night King in episode three, everything spoiler spoiler alert everything died around it. But let's get into the episode proper. Uh, episode one, Winterfell, uh, fifty-four minutes long, which goes right against the what we were led to believe that every episode everything was being like a movie. Yeah. But you know what? Like again. In terms of watching these things now, 
Uh, we wouldn't want them to be. I, in I, would, I, I couldn't imagine having watch, like I sometimes can't find the time to watch one movie for yeah, let alone fucking three. Um, uh, directed by David Nutter, who by the end of the season would go on to hold the uh, title of most director with the most episodes directed of Game of Thrones. I believe I read something something about how he had directed a bunch of episodes in the middle seasons and then suffered some sort of medical issue and had mm-hmm. to step away and then was rewarded for his comeback by giving being given several episodes in this last season. Um, I mean, he has he has Winterfell, he has A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, is the last of the of the Starks one of the episodes in season eight? Uh, I, I, I possibly. I, I, I can't fucking remember. Um, but yeah, he um, he also had some other like some other big big name stuff here under his belt. He had uh, four episodes of Shameless with um, uh, William H Macy. He's got ten <laughs> episodes of Entourage with uh, Kevin Dillon. Yeah, with Kevin Dillon. Um, <laughs> Naming an actor from a show. Couple of episodes of the Pacific. He's got an episode of The Sopranos. Yeah, that's a, the he, he he had some HBO credit with. A, he did a Band of Brothers. A yeah. Band of Brothers. He did the Pacific. Look, you ever watch this Pacific? The, the, yeah, the, it's not, it's, did it's I say not as good as the Pacific. You know, it's, the Pacific isn't as good as Band of you know Brothers. What? But it's still I decent. watched all of the Pacific and I can't get through Band of Brothers. I've tried really four times now. Hmm. Um, I was gonna say weirdly, I was scrolling through. Um, he directed two episodes of the show. Supernatural, which I don't know if you ever watched Supernatural, nope. Zach, but I used to uh, have to, I was forced to watch it uh, from a previous relationship. But he directed <laughs> the pilot of uh, Supernatural, um, which I thought was interesting. Uh, never seen it. Uh, the he has 15 episodes of the X Files. I know you like the X Files. I do like the X Files. Uh, there is he. It's written by Dave Hill. That is the main credited writer. Uh, of course, there's a writing staff, but Dave Hill is the the main credited writer, uh, just basically uh, gave just throwing stuff on him. Quickly getting it out of the way, there, there for uh, he's actually the first in this three, episode. Oh, really? For the first three episodes, um, Winterfell, the Knights of the Night of Seven Kingdom, and the Long Night, um, the three that were covering, they all the, the there's stat, two staff writers listed on IMDb, and they're listed for all three episodes. So um, I just wanted to to say that so hopefully Zach doesn't say them. Uh, for all three episodes. Oh, well, it's Gersamon um, Sandu and Ethan Antonucci are listed as staff writers. But in television, when it's basically like it's a written for television by uh, someone takes the brunt. Like, they, you, you, from what I understand of writers' rooms in television, uh, you all give input, but someone is given the task of writing the script, putting it together. And mm-hmm. in this case, it's uh, Dave Hill. Uh, I'll do the quick IMDb. Uh, Synopsis of the episode, John and Daenerys arrive in Winterfell and are met with skepticism. Sam learns about the fate of his family. Cersei gives Euron the rewards he aims for. Theon follows his heart. That sets the scene. Um, One last thing before we get into the the meat of the episode. This episode's uh, original air date was April 14th, 2019, um, which was late. For uh, Game of Thrones, well, Game at this Thrones... point, it was two years late, wasn't it? Well, two years late, yeah. But usually, Game of Thrones would air, um, like like March, I believe, like early, like late February, early March. Ugh. Um, 
But sure. um, but yeah, this was a. Uh, I remember that was a big that was a big thing we were pissed off about. Was like we've already waited two years. Like, just yeah. fucking release it at the. Because also I think it screwed up, um, like our 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 view our Sunday viewings. Um, it being a little bit later in the the thing in the year. Uh, but yeah, episode episode proper. Uh, I just we're just gonna have to piece together the the plot as we go along because i don't have like a like it's not like a movie where i have like a full scenes are yeah. are, are bigger in movies i feel like so you have more of a uh, and game of thrones jumps around a lot yeah my first note is look at all that snow looks like winter fell um i also <laughs> have my first note involves um something in the winter i like the unsullied winter because mm-hmm. the unsullied winter gear um because Daenerys basically takes two armies that have known nothing but uh, tropical temperatures right. and fucking throws them. The Dothraki are basically they're just slightly tan, more tan wildlings. That's how they're dressed. <laughs> I thought um, you said wild wings. No, no, wildlings. <laughs> um, they're just slightly well, they're more from tan buffalo. wildlings. They should be used yeah, to buffalo. They should be used to temperature. And the um, the the unsullied are are, wearing, are rocking some like uh, some weird leather things. Um, I have a, I have that first opening bit where they're like parading up to Winterfell. Mm -hmm. Um, just some, some illusions that they, they, um, give to the first, uh, first, the pilot episode. Um, there's the whole bit of like the little kid, um, like climbing the, the thing to get a better view. And that's exactly what Bran did. Um, to watch the uh, the parade of uh, King Robert mm-hmm. um, coming to Winterfell, um, I believe there is also a small child wearing a, a soldier's helmet, which Arya is wearing a soldier's helmet in the first episode. Uh, if if I can be completely honest with you, just going forward, you've just in this first point that you're making have gone beyond my scope of uh, paying attention to detail for these episodes yeah like um i can't remember shit about yeah. that like I'd I, in, in all fairness in all fairness right after i had watched this i had started watching um thanks to uh zach and i are both uh big listeners of bald move um i i personally follow their game of thrones their walking dead um their west world uh, their Stranger Things. I'm um, I'm forgetting more, but I follow more of their stuff. I listen to their B- Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, but for their for their Game of Thrones, they always recommended. Um, I would always hear them talk about this uh, a YouTube channel called Alt Shift X. Yeah, I, I, I get an Alt Shift X is great for Westworld. Yeah, they do really good, really good Westworld breakdowns. Really, really good, good West, Game of Thrones um, breakdowns and like theory videos. Um, and I believe I had watched like the the breakdown of season eight, episode one on um, Alt Shift X, and he had made those comparisons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, they did do that shit. Um, I also like right off the bat that Miss Sandy gives Grey Worm like a really knowing look that basically says we're the only black people at this party. <laughs> um, and you could tell like the Northerners. The Northerners don't trust people that aren't Northerners, but like you can definitely tell they really don't trust Grey Worm and Missandei. They really don't trust the, the people who aren't Northerners who are also a little bit darker than them. Um, um, I really enjoyed the scene where uh, Missandei and Grey Worm weren't allowed to sit at the lunch counter Yeah, in, in Winterfell. I felt yeah. like it really like 
played into like like really what they were going through. It's really weird that Winterfell had not only did they have water fountains, but they had two water multiple fountains. water. They had two <laughs> water fountains that uh, one was uh, designated for the white northern men only, and the other two they built a special uh, uh, water fountains just specifically for Miss Sandy and Grey Worm, which was it, it was almost really like what's the point? Because yeah. as soon as you press the button on the water fountain, and the water comes out. Uh, it, freezes. it freezes. So like yeah. no one's getting no one's getting water. Yeah, no one's getting water. Everyone's just getting icicles. Um uh I have a note about how I feel like the way the unsullied march is more like uh tiring than just a standard like march like a normal soldier. I feel like they're doing very short close like like short legs, short step marches. They do. They almost like they almost take like a like a short high knee step. Yeah. Um, it's very strange. I I, I I thought it was funny to imagine the scene from Arya's perspective, watching like the people parade in and not knowing who is coming in, and she's just like, "I know that guy and that guy, and I know that guy." <laughs> like she just keeps <laughs> seeing people she knows. Nah, but which which plays in the part that there's 114 people, like main characters in this show, and 112 yes. of them have ended up with Danny and. And John, yeah, like, like everybody has ended up with Danny and John. I, um, I then have my first of many, and I mean many notes, which is literally just ugh, Bran. Yeah, a, my 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 next note is uh, the quote: "Look at you, you're a man." Dot dot dot. Almost. Dot, yeah, dot, I said, dot. I said, what the fuck, Bran? Making it weird already. <laughs> like, and I said, uh, I, I really, I literally just wrote, "I get used to it, John," because that's how he is now. And then the next thing, like, they're all, like, having this joyous, we haven't seen each other in forever. And Bran just hits him with the fucking bummer of, like, uh, the White Walkers are doing this yeah. and yada, yada, Quick. yada. And Sansa just kind of looks at John almost to say, like, yeah, he, he's, he does that now. Uh, but this is one of the few times where I kind of agree with Bran because everyone, he's like, yeah, he everyone was like, he's basically like, hey, idiots, quit your hugging. There's zombies coming. <laughs> yeah, like. It's it's it is it is definitely warranted, but still, Bran is is Bran is I can't fucking stand Bran. I I I, I, I think I think the best good no you good. I would say I think the best like the best interaction that Bran has um, when he's all fucking weird and shit is um, when he meets Sam. He tells Sam that he's the three eyed. Ra- well, he when he re meets Sam, I should say. He tells Sam that he's a three-eyed raven, and Sam just kind of looks at him blankly for a second and goes, "What that? What? What does that mean?" Well, because that's what everyone should be thinking. J- jumping like, way just ahead, saying it. J- jumping way ahead in uh, in uh, is it? Yeah, it's got to be in uh, a night of the seven kingdoms when they're at that big uh, war meeting. Where, mm-hmm. where they have the map in front of them and they're discussing their taxi- tactics and Bran says he has to go to the Weirwood. Yeah. Um, he says he's the, the seven-eyed... The, the seven-eyed raven. The three-eyed <laughs> raven. And no one just goes, oh, what the fuck is that? And, and there's another moment like that where in the very last episode um, of the season, uh, Tyrion says it when they're in the council deciding who's going to be king. He's like, he became the three-eyed raven. Yeah, and like, no one, everyone's just like, oh, yeah. From what I it. understood about the three-eyed raven as a concept, is that Very it, secretive. it was <laughs> not even just secretive, just, like, no one, like, it's not like it was being hidden behind, like, 
shrouds and like in shadows. It's just it was a guy off by himself doing his thing with the uh what what were the the tree people called the the children of the forest. There you go. Like they just fucked off with the children of the forest and he held all of human knowledge and everything. And it wasn't like it's not like they were like being like shh don't talk about the three eyed raven. It's just like it was just apart from everything. But now all of a sudden just because brands the three eyed raven, everyone's like, Oh look, everybody three eyed ravens here. Everybody, three eyed ravens over there guys. Shh, three eyed ravens here. Everybody um, shut up. We go into this um I'm like a, like a I guess a council meeting, not really a council meeting, but like a hall meeting with the northern lords and everything. You know, I'll say a, we'll say we'll call it a, a a town hall meeting. Sure. Um, it, it 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 occurred to me at this point when you have Liana Mormont as the uh, Mormont lady. I, 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 I refer, refer to her as as Little Lady Mormont. Um, and then you have the um, I'm I'm sorry, I I never caught the house humble or what was it the, the with the the little kid i believe it was umber umber there you go um systems broken when there's more than like one child running things around here you know what i mean yeah like like, like you you can <laughs> let it pass where if there if like and like little lady mormont like she's a fucking badass like it like you could forgive them being like oh yeah she could do she, she could do some shit but that other little fucking yeah. kid like like he looked if, like fucking Oliver Twist. If it's built into your system that like some like six year old has to come to a war council meeting, then maybe you need You're... to like think about your your governmental system. Yeah. Um. I looks looking at my notes. I'm I'm realizing how uh, hard it is to continue to like follow a plot along. Um. I have a couple notes in regards to this. Um. Into, well, actually, just one in regards to this meeting. Mm. Uh, oh no, two actually. Someone says, somebody I forget who it is, but somebody says King in the North, mm-hmm. and um, I, I had that. I it reminded me very much of um, you've seen Zootopia, yes. Mm-hmm. You know that one scene where like the like the wolf howls and he's like, "Don't you'll start a howl." Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I had that thought. Like, <laughs> like don't fucking start. say it. You'll start a chant. Um, um, but then I also have the line um, the. Because there's a lot of you could like right off the bat, there's a lot of fucking animosity um, between Danny and Sansa. Yeah, I have a note: Mad Lady Shade being thrown about. Yeah, um, there's the Sansa gives the snarky line of uh, "What do dragons eat anyway?" To which Danny responds, "Whatever they want." Um, I like to imagine the dragons are gluten free, um, are gluten intolerant, <laughs> I should say. So it says what it's, it's whatever they want, you know, as long as it's not wheat based, right? Um, we see um, after this whole fucking meeting. Well, it's after this uh, scene that I'm reminded that Dragon Glass is a thing. Yeah. Should we talk? There's... Should we talk about the rules for the Whites and the White Walkers, or should yeah, we save so, it? so should we save it for like when they actually appear? Like should we yeah, save it for save, long night? Let's save it. Well, yeah, we'll save it for for the long night. All right. Because um, I got I got issues. Uh, in in where was do the trees nat- tree faces naturally occur? I don't know. Or do they have to I carve so. them? I think they carve them, but I hope they grow because naturally. Because if, if they grow naturally, then that would signify that it as a weirwood. Am I, am, I, am I making up this phrase, by the way? They never say We're, it in... What, weirwood? It, weirwood, yeah. They say it all the time. Not in these episodes, I don't think. No, they fucking say it all okay. the time, I think. Um, I, but I do remember, like, when... What's the name of the, the actor who played the Three-Eyed Raven before Bran? Martin... 
Max, 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 von, Max von, von Sidel. <laughs> Something von Sidel? That's it. Max von Sidel. Yes. Yeah. S-Y-D-O-W um, or something like that. I do remember that, like, um, after he after he passes on his three-eyed raven powers, um, the tree... The, 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 there's a tree that, like, has his face. Mm. And it's very obviously Max von Sydow's face. Um, so maybe it's maybe it's just like a, they're not carved or they're not they don't grow that way. They just magically appear when like a, a seer transfers transfers their power into mm. it or something like that. A green seer, as they're referred to. Um, while they're in the weirwood for uh, the the king's forest, I, I believe is what they refer to it as. Um, uh, John turns around and says to Arya, "Is like, oh, how did you sneak up on me?" And I just have a note like, hmm, this might come in handy. Um, <laughs> my note about the scene is that the show is nuts. Because not only do you have to remember like a thousand character names, but even the swords have fucking names. <laughs> yeah, the sword, like, I mean, fuck, there's John Carey's Longclaw. Uh, Brienne now carries Oath, uh, changed the name to Oathkeeper. Um, Fuck. Uh, Arya I, has needle. I know that. Arya has needle. Sam has heartsbane. I believe is his family's sword name. His his family's Valerian steel sword. Mm. But there, I mean, there's been there's, there's fucking just, ice was ice was the the, the ancestral Stark widow's, sword. Ma- widow's w- whale. Widow's whale was Joffrey's sword. Which I think. What happens to that sword? Is that the sword that? Because that's the sword that. Jamie has no, no. I think it is because no, because there were two swords made from ice because ice and one was Widow's Whale, and I think the other was Oathkeeper. Oh yeah, so Jamie has Oath. Jamie had Oathkeeper, and then he passed it on to Brienne. And I think he has Widow's Whale because I read a note about them being in the same place at the same time. The swords. I don't think I don't think Jamie has one because after um, after Joffrey died, Widow's Whale got passed on to. What was his little brother's name? Tomlin. Craig. Tomlin. Tomlin. Craig. Tom, Craig. <laughs> um, Tom. Is it Tomlin or Tomlin? Tomlin. Tomlin. It's neither of those. What's what was James McAvoy's character in uh, Chronicles of Narnia? Tom, Mr. Tumnus. Chronicles of Narnia. It was, it was Tumnus. Um, uh, yeah, I believe. Um, yeah. I believe Widow's Whale was passed on to Tomlin. Uh, when Joffrey died, Jamie Lannister takes to carrying Widow's Whale after his return from the Riverlands. All right, fuck off. Widow's Whale is temporarily confiscated by Grey Worm upon Jamie's arrival to Winterfell. Yeah, I read about the two ice being reconnected between the two of them because oh yeah, si- fuck that's right. Since ice was once uh, the last time Brienne and Jamie saw each other in between, like after that, uh, Jamie takes over Widow's Whale. Oh yeah, that's right. But again. This is this is what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, there's there's a lot a lot to fucking remember. Um, uh, watching this show this time, I realized how much of a I don't know. Did you see? Did you watch House of Cards at all? No. Um, if you ever watch House of Cards, when you see Robin Wright as uh, Claire Underwood, um, it, it depends on which show. Like you're you're coming from a Game of Thrones frame of reference, so. Robin Wright Penn will have major Cersei vibes going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cersei has major Robin Wright in House of Crime vibes. Yeah. 
I um I have a note um that says Euron looks like the singer of a shitty eighties glam rock band. Yeah, I I can't fucking take Euron seriously. Just like every time he talks, I want to punch him in the face. And just the he's he's just constantly wearing leather pants and a blouse. Um, and I fucking hate him. It's a, he's in at this point he's introducing Cersei to the Gold Company. Yeah, correct. Um, which we we all we all get the disappointment of the fact that the Golden Company did not bring their elephants with them. Uh, but also, um, I I don't remember exactly. I I think it comes up because I mean we'll get into how the season is basically split in half by conflict. Um, the Gold Company just amounts to shit, right? But pretty much, yeah. Like the fuck? <laughs> like this is part of the yeah, problem. They, with they how this, yeah. this season was structured, is we spend too much time on shit that, that, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter at all. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about the Golden Company? It they're kind of I well, first off, the 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 guy who's in charge of it, I can't remember his name. Um, it's just a poor man's excuse. Oathkeeper, I think his name. Oathkeeper, that's <laughs> what it is. Um, I I have the note. Um, he says, like, she, Cersei mentions the elephants, and he says, oh, we didn't bring them because they don't fucking fare well at sea, and she says, that's disappointing, and I wrote, preach, Cersei. Um, I feel like the only reason they didn't have the elephants is the same reason why, like, we barely Still saw ghosts ghost, yeah. for two seasons. Like, they were like, oh, there's too much other stuff we gotta fucking put CGI, and Ghost is in almost fucking every episode of, the, like, the first three episodes, so they were like, there's our, all of our fucking CGI budget right there. We put no. I don't think Ghost is in any of the episodes until the no. Long Night. No, no, you because you fucking see him, you fucking see him in Winterfell before the there Long Night. Yeah, because I remember reading. Cause, no, because you know what? I actually every time Ghost pops up, I have a note that says Ghost. Yeah. All right, I'll take your word for all right, it. So, I'm, so all right, my I apologize. You don't see him in uh the winterfall episode but you do see him in a night of the seven kingdoms okay i'll take your word for it yeah um oh i there's a there's an exchange that comes up right here where um every single girl who watched game of thrones and some that even didn't watch game of thrones that just saw the line the day after this episode air every single fucking girl's facebook status was you want a whore buy one you want a queen earn her (laughs) Um, and just recently I saw Preach. a funny thing on the chive. Um, they do this thing where the, they have a one category where it's a bunch of pictures of people's, uh, funny Tinder bios. Mm-hmm. And one of them just said, uh, you want to, you want a queen earn, uh, is it, what does it say? Like you want a queen earn her, but you want a whore buy me three shots of tequila or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, well played, well played. Um, speaking of whores. Or did you have a point before I trans? Because that was a, a good transition for me into the next. No, thing. no, no, no. Just, I, just, I, that's that. That was my only. Uh, just that. That was everyone's face. Speaking of whores, we go into the next scene, which is Bronn. Uh, oh with yeah, three prostitutes. Which really seems like he just needed the one. Yeah, the other two are just there to chit chat. <laughs> yeah, they're there. They're they're there for. Um, uh, well, not it's not really. The show has been. Um, has been uh, accused of what they referred to. I think they created the term specifically for this show of sex position, mm-hmm. where they tell you a bunch of boring shit that you need to know, but they have people who are either naked or in the act of having sex to tell you that um, exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they're not really um, doing much expositional wise. They're just kind of um, they're almost like a comedic uh, little comedic break mm-hmm. um, because they're talking about like someone getting their face melted off while like Brown's trying to like bang some chicks. You know, did you read who the person getting their face melted off is supposed to be? No, I missed it. Um, the Ed Sheeran. Mm. Uh, is it really? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's supposedly fucking funny. The the one that's supposed to have gotten his face melted off. Of his that, that's, that's that's really fucking funny. Um, we go um, into a very. I, I had a really quick note. I, I don't know about you. If you had to pick, I would I would say personally, Braun might be my favorite character throughout He's the entire. One series. of my favorite characters, yeah. Because uh, you, you know what, Tyrion, Tyrion's at probably at the top of everybody's yeah. list, but Bronn is at least if he's not number two, he's he's at least top three. Yeah, I love Tyrion and Bronn. I love yeah. both. Um, and the two of them together is great. Um, Yara is then easy, very easily rescued. Um, I actually had a note. Um, you had just made reference to um, Ed Sheeran being in one of the previous episodes. Um, a lot of famous people have done cameos in the show. Um, there's a comedian who has a hilarious. I literally watch. I, I swear to you, when I was watching this episode the other night, and they did the bit um, about the the when in the show like the Ed Sheeran character, mm-hmm. I immediately stopped the episode and looked up this comedy bit. Good. Um, the 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 comedy bit in question is um, I cannot remember the the comedian's name. But he has this bit about how he wants to be the drummer from Coldplay mm-hmm. because the drummer from Coldplay was in the um, he was in the the Red Wedding episode and no one recognized what he, he and he played a drummer in that episode. So he the, the whole joke is that uh, you're incredibly rich, but no one knows who you are. Um, you're even so unknown that you're, you know, you're not even recognized doing the thing you're famous for in the most famous episode of the most famous show. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm looking up to confirm right now, but this episode actually has a famous uh, a celebrity cameo, and I'm uh, I'm just double checking uh, to make sure that I'm correct. Um, but. Let me just uh, <laughs> scroll down very quickly. Uh, oops, I got to I got to open the actor, not the director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I was correct. Um, uh, Rob McElhenney? is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, yeah. He plays Mac on um, mm-hmm. uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." He plays the Ironborn who gets shot in the eye with the arrow, like the first Ironborn right. that you see I, get I shot with an arrow. Knowing he that plays that, uh, that yeah. And actually, um, I in doing uh, research, bringing up my uh, supplemental oh, Martin materials. Martin Starr is the second Ironborn soldier. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh no shit. And the writer of the episode plays Ironborn. Is the third three, one? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, looking up, uh, bring up my supplemental material. I didn't realize that um, David, Lin- what's his what what were their fucking names? I can never fucking David Benioff and DB Weiss, the the guys who created the show for HBO. Um, they directed an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, really? So, yeah, so I guess that was how the uh, the, the friendship and uh, cameo was uh, was struck. Um, I want to get to my major, one of my major problems with the episode. Um, 
it's again very that's a little thing, but uh, we get a scene where Theon and Yara are talking about what they want to do, like going forward. Yeah, and uh, Yara wants to go protect the Iron Islands and have it as a basically a refuge for the their allies in case things break bad. And Theon wants to go to Winterfell and fight, and then they say goodbye. To each other in a way that insinuates that Theon is then going to immediately step off this boat onto another boat, I guess. Yeah. Like, are, like I, I, I guess the way I figured it, because Winterfell and Iron, the Iron Islands, if you look at a map of Westeros, aren't that far apart. Yeah. Especially if you're coming from King's Landing. Mm. You would have to, like, basically sail up. And like on your left would be the Iron Islands, and on your right would be Winterfell. So like it like theoretically it would make more sense that they they just do the journey together. Yeah, and then at a certain point they just kind of veer a little right and let Theon off at Winterfell. Yeah, like they just kind of like made it a fork. But they make it seem like like this is their parting forever. Yeah, which I found a little strange. Um, I'm out. So I I know I had a note about it, but I can't. Um, I can't figure out if we if we've jumped past it or what. Is that whole exchange between Yara and Theon before or after um, John and Danny flying off on the dragon? And like and the dra- on, on the dragon. It's before. Is it before? Yeah, because oh, I have dragon riding notes. Yeah. Because um, my notes literally go Mac um, getting shot in the eye, and then it goes straight into that scene. Um, with Danny and John uh, dra- I, riding the dragon, I feel like this is this scene the the Dan Danny Dan 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 and John uh, Danny and John riding the dragon scene is the first indication that they were not going to be able to tie this up as significantly as we would hope they would because this should be a big scene. Yeah. Considering who we now understand John to be, is this the first time John's this ridden the, a dragon? Yes, and that's why it should be an important scene because yeah. it's the first time the true heir to the throne, Targaryen male heir, yeah, the true the the heir, the, of the dragon riders bloodline. gets on a dragon, and it's almost played for comedy. Yeah, uh, I have questions about how you drive a dragon. See. I do too, but then like I in my head I have a way that the the show I mean, yeah, would explain a, it. A, a lot of the stuff is easily explained, but literally it seems like they just grab onto two little horns. Yeah, and there's kind of like when you want the dragon to go this way, you you tug on that you, horn. You kind of like lean like you're riding like one of those motorcycle video games in the arcade. But like the fact that like how impenetrable their skin is and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like you like. The idea of just like you do a little tug on your little horn here, and then you know it turns yeah. right, seems a little bit silly. Um, in in my head, I've always assumed that it's done. They there's always seemed to be no. There's always seemed to be like a almost like a telepathic, um, a telepathic which, connection between Danny and the which dragon. Which makes sense considering like you know you can't just which walk is, up to a dragon and ride. You yeah, would, yeah, which is why they always say like the Targaryens are the only ones who can ride dragons. 
which is should have shot up a big fucking red flag when John was able to fucking do it. Um, uh, I, I like the I like the bit where like they land and like John shows her the waterfall, and then she has that like I forget exactly what the line is, but she says something along the lines of like it's basically mirroring what Egret said to him in the cave, like we could stay here forever or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, I, I, she says, keep your queen warm. And then my note says, uh, and your aunt warmer. <laughs> um, but the best is like when there's, when they start hooking up right there at the waterfall, Drogon gives, yeah. um, gives John like a knowing, like, don't fuck my mom type look. Um, and it's weird yeah, it's because weird. like, there's a lot of weird there. Especially when you, cause like. Dragons have always been portrayed in mythology as highly intelligent creatures. So, like, you could, you could, you know, assume that, you know, Drogon doesn't, like, understands that's my mom. And you're about to fuck her. And I don't want that. It's very much like like the parents got divorced. Or, like, even even this bear, like, technically, if you want to be, like, if you want to get technical with it, Cal Drogo, Drogo... Is Drogon's dad. So, like, Drogon, like, loves his dad. His dad dies. And now his mom is finally starting to date somebody new. I mean, no, to be honest with you, though, uh, the dragons don't hatch till after. No, they don't. They they don't hatch. They they hatch. um, They hatch because she walks into the fire that is his funeral pyre. Right. Um, but I guess which is symbolic but, uh, in itself. But, but. but I, I mean, it, it's very. It, it, he gives him a very like, you're the new guy in town, and like you'll ne- you're not my. I'm not going to call you dad. Not even if there's a fire. Like, um. <laughs> but but he the but <laughs> I, I'm saying like Drogon. Drogon is treated as a very highly intelligent, and it's like yeah. almost. And he's watching this guy fuck. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll touch on it more um, in the very last episode because Drogon does something that it it it. The only way, the only reason Drogon would do what he does, if he understands everything that's going on, is if he's been watching the entire series. Um, So we'll we'll get to that when we in in next week's episode because if you guys hadn't figured this out. We're going to cover episodes four through six in next week's Which episode. would be crazy if they didn't figure out because I said it in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I think I also mentioned it um, last week. Um, I have a, a note about the the scene, either next scene or... Because I'm sure we're skipping scenes, but... Yeah, we're, we're, we're skipping... Like you said, you, you started talking about the Yara and Theon thing. I don't even have a fucking note. Um, I, I can't even find my note about it. Uh, the scene where... Where Jorah introduces uh, Danny to to Sam. Oh yeah. My my note is uh, thanks for saving Jorah. <laughs> thanks for saving Jorah. Killed your dad, by the way. Oh, yeah, and your you're, brother. <laughs> you're the man who saved my most trusted advisor. Also, I killed your family. Um, um I, 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 I have another brand. It's a fucking creep. Note. Fun little um fun little fact about that's uh, in reference to Sam's family. Uh, Sam's brother is played by what Zach's um, Zach and mine uh, are what we're watching last week's. Uh, Wait, who was Luther. it? Was it fucking Luther? Luther from the Umbrella the Academy is um, is Dickon Tarly. Get the fuck out of here! Uh, 
I have a I don't remember what Brad is creeping around doing at this point, but I did question who keeps putting him in these random creep spots. Oh, what he's doing is he's sitting in the fucking courtyard, they're facing the the front gate of Winterfell. Uh, and he's like, I'm waiting for an old friend. Mm. And eventually Jamie turns out. Um, I have a note. I just want to correct my uh, mistake from earlier. Um, we said that the little, uh, the, the other six-year-old who's leading a family now is the Umbers. Mm-hmm. Not the Umbers. Because I have a note of. It's uh, the Humboldts. With, no, no. Glo- <laughs> it's the Humboldts. It's the Glovers. Oh, okay. Because they go to the Glovers, um, I fucking I forget what it's called, but it's called something. Because not only, not only are we supposed to remember the forty characters and the thirty-seven ancestral swords, but we're also supposed to remember the names of all the castles of all the fucking. It great seems families. like you're, you're skipping over literally one of the biggest moments in the entire series. What's supposed that? to be? Which. My question, my note is a question, and you just answer the question. Was it, was it enough of a moment with John finding out who he is? And evidently, oh, no. the fact that you just skipped completely over it and went to... Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, so much so that I... I no, fuck it. I don't, it, I, it, it should have been... I don't, it, yeah, I, I don't, it, I don't it, know how to write it bigger. I like. Mm. I, I'll admit that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know, know, how, to, I don't know how to do it better. But I didn't think it was. But done this well. is literally one of the cruxes of what happens in this season. Yeah, is John like is the division that then comes from John knowing this? Not just that, like the the what is the the R plus L equals J theory is like one of the biggest theories of Game of Thrones universe. The R plus L uh, being Rhaegon plus Lyanna equals Jon. Um, uh, theorizing about Jon's true lineage not being a bastard of Ned Stark, but being the the rightful heir to the Iron Throne as the son of, of Rhaegar Targaryen. Um, it, it was very much, I, I felt, breezed over. Yeah. Like I mean, like, it's... It's played as a moment, but like this is like John finding out he he's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne is kind of like a an episode ending moment. Yeah, I felt. But so. in, instead, we go to uh, wherever they are. Um, I have a note about Barrick, who for some reason his name is stuck in my head. Barrick Dunder. Putting his sword on fire way late in the process. If you mm-hmm. if you're going into a thing you don't know what's what's happening, and, sword on fire and, and you can get-go. have your sword on fire, your sword your sword should be on fire. It's it's the equivalent of of walking into a gunfight with one in the chamber. Yeah. Like if you're going into a gunfight, you have that one ready. To, you got one ready to go. If you can fucking turn your sword into a big fiery blade. You fucking set that shit on fire. Um, they they walk in on the kid in the pattern, like the like, yeah. None of that meant anything. Which pattern, Zach? The one that doesn't pay off ever. Ever, it literally means nothing. Yeah, like it never comes up again. Um, mm. I will give them credit, and going back to Walking Dead, because Walking Dead doesn't have the balls to do this fucking shit, and we always want them to. Uh, not only do they murder a child. Like they show you a murdered child on screen, mm-hmm. then that child wakes up as a zombie, and then they yeah. murder that zombie child. 
Yeah, I say that's another another uh, big thing that Bald Move always talks about, specifically Jim. Jim always wants a zombie baby. Oh, God. If that baby, like, oh, if Judith was a zombie baby that ate its way out of, yeah, it would have been. What's her name? What, Lori. Lori. Oh, my God. I would have been. It would, I would, it would I have been, it would been great. Watching now. I would be. You know, who, you know who had the balls to do a zombie baby? Um, fucking what's his name's remake of Dawn of the Dead? Zack Snyder's. Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead had a zombie baby. Um, uh, my my one note at the end of this episode is I because we cut to another scene now. Jamie riding up. I didn't excuse me. I didn't remember exactly how the this episode ended, but as soon as I saw Jamie get off his horse, I I literally said out loud, "Oh fucking Bran!" Like I because I just <laughs> like here's my question that goes along with your who keeps putting him in these random places? Yeah, who put him how, there? He never long, wheels himself. He never long, wheels himself. I don't once. think he has the ability to. I don't think the wheels are tall enough in the. But no, there's th- I, in the later episodes. I noticed there's three wheels to that wheelchair. There's two small wheels up at the front, and there is one wheel on a swivel in the back for steering. Who's putting? So him? he couldn't. He couldn't even wheel himself if he wanted to. But who's putting him there? And how long was he sitting in the courtyard, fucking waiting for Jamie? Mm-hmm. Well, if he's a three-eyed raven, he'd, he'd know when he arrives. Uh, let's let's cut this episode off. I don't think we have anything. That's a good fun. point. If if he's the three-eyed raven, he knows he's he's living in the past, present, and future. He would have had somebody like thirty seconds before Jamie walked in, just push him out there. You know. Uh, we get into a night of the seven kingdoms, uh, directed again by David Nutter, uh, written by Brian Cogman, which uh, according to my MDB, he did eleven episodes of the show. And not much else in terms of writing. Um, um, no, well, he's doing the new Lord of the Rings. He's doing the new Lord of the Rings, and, and apparently sort of, sort of he has the yeah the screenplay for the uh, but the new show in the stone. At this point, announced. he's not anybody. Uh, the IMDb synopsis: uh, Jamie faces judgment, and Winterfell prepares for the battle to come. Not much there. Um, one no. one of the. Um, uh, previously on Game of Thrones is the scene of Jamie throwing Bran from the tower. Yeah. And I forgot how casual it fucking was. He just went, ugh, the things I do for love, child nah. murder. <laughs> um, what did, I don't know what this note, I need to stop, I need to stop watching my, make taking my notes so far in advance. Right. Which I haven't, I've, I'll, full disclosure, I've taken my notes for next week's episode already um but that's just because i was down the shore and had nothing else to do um but well i have a note that says your father needed murdering hmm i don't remember who that's in reference to oh probably when she's talking about um uh to jamie when when danny because we open on danny oh that's right like interrogating oh yeah yeah, we're probably talking, talking about how how Danny's father, the Mad King, needed murdering. Yeah, he, like, that which I thought needed myself, to, he like, needed to be killed. Like, yeah, I get your father was killed by this guy, but your father was about to just destroy an entire city because he was insane. Yeah, um, loud ass fires crackling in this hall. By the way, this was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, um, I feel like how Danny is, especially in this season, 
um, and especially how we see her very quickly becoming further on in the season, Jamie doesn't get to this hall. No. Jamie's murdered immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, she she very much goes from like, I'm going to break the wheel, I'm going to free the world, yada, 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 to fucking batshit crazy. My next, literally, my next note is Danny is losing her shit. Yeah. Um, she goes from zero to 60 fucking fast. And yeah, like you said, it's he, he never makes it to that. He steps off his horse in on fucking Winterfeld land and gets fucking shot in the face. I mean, there's enough Dothraki and you know what I noticed though? When you're looking at Winterfell in general, like when they're just like kind of milling about Winterfell, um, you only see Winterfell people. You never see the Dothraki and and they're, well, they're all outside the gates. They're still outside the gates. They yeah, just they... marched through the gates in the first episode. No, they weren't marching through the because. So this is the the geography of it. There's Winterfell, the castle, mm-hmm. and then where they were marching through is like where all the the serfs live. Basically, they were marching through the town. That's connected to Winterfeld, where all of the the subjects live. So there's um, all so of they, these people are hanging out there. They're all in camp. There's a lot of them. The the Dothraki and the Unsullied are in are have an encampment outside of Winterfell because you see, um, I don't remember if it's this episode. It must be this episode um, where uh, Tyrion, Varys, and Davos are looking out from the walls of Winterfell out onto the encampment at Danny and John, and they're like theorizing about marrying them off and they could rule together because they start to see that she's going off the fucking uh, off the fucking uh, wagon. Um, I'll take your word for it. Uh, what do you think of Tyrion as Hand of the Queen? Kind of shit, yeah. Uh, yes, but like. Like they 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 play up the thing like oh like he's he's clever enough to have learned from his mistakes and then he does he ever really like come through on that I feel like he's as as the hand of the queen he's because he was for a little bit he was acting he was acting hand to Joffrey right Joffrey or Robert Joffrey. Joffrey. Um, he was acting hand to Joffrey, um, and then he becomes hand to Bran. Spoilers at the end of the season. Um, given the right circumstances, well, he's good at his job. He's, I just had a bitter taste in it. Yeah, because I mentioned Bran becoming the king. Uh, it's Bran, my, Bran the Broken. Oh, God, we'll get Go there. Ahead. We'll get there next episode. Good. Um, so he's good at his job. I feel like what it boils down to is he's. This his his position as hand of the queen is he. It appears that he doesn't do a good job because his judgment is clouded by basically fight having to fight his family. All right, so shit as a as a hand of the queen, like <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not denying. Yeah, he's still it, he's he does he does a shitty. Well, that's that's not even fair. Because he's technically hand in season seven. In season seven, he does a good job as hand of the queen. 
But once you get to season eight, where like it gets for to the nitty gritty, like I forget what mistakes he made towards the end, but like this isn't the first mistake he's made as hand. No, and it's the first but mistake he I, makes this season. I think his mistakes are always regarding his family. Mm. Um. um uh, just uh, just a quick note. They they show like are they called turrets? The little things that come off off on a castle that like poke up. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. At one point they show let's call it a turret. A couple turrets with dragon glass just like kind of cemented to it. Oh yeah. Who decided like how much dragon glass was enough? A dragon. This this is another problem I had with dragon glass is especially when they put it on the barricades in the next episode. Uh, you're really only getting one, per like Wait. one white per dragon glass. No, because they they kind of explode. They don't. This is this is where we get into the the rules of this because they don't. All oh, the time. Right. The the walker, the white walkers explode, but the whites don't really. The whites just kind of like the like. For the record, the white walkers is that the zombie horde or is that the the? Um, ref- uh, I refer the, to the, the generals. I think, I think the white walkers are specifically the generals and the whites, and they're spelled differently too. Yeah, like the white walkers W-E-I-G-H. are the W no, are, are the W H I T E like the color yeah. of white walkers. But the but the zombie horde are like W I G H T whites. Yeah, like, like you see, like theoretically, then every every main guy you see, uh, we're, we're, I mean, we're gonna get to it. Every main guy you see in the battle should be armed with a dragon glass because the dragon glass makes them explode, or is it just Valerian steel? No, Dragon Glass makes the walkers, the White Walkers, explode because because right, then there's scenes where the 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 zombies go into the barricade with Dragon Glass as like poking out of it and just like kind of sit there. They don't explode. I don't remember like how like I feel like they do sometimes react differently. They but do. I can't remember like the like the giant. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it anyway. Um. Uh, forgot about Podrick. Uh, I, I, I don't know what Pod does, but I, I had, I just have the, the, the note Pod the Rod become, oh, he, he became like, he became a badass. Well, this like, is the he, scene he, where, he um, learned to fight and shit. This is the scene where, uh, Jamie and Brienne are talking and Jamie wants to join her flank and they see Podrick basically owning people in training. Oh, that's right. Um, I just have varying art. Oh, uh, I, I want to. I want before I skip over. I even know this is just says Jura, like that was going to help me later. It just, <laughs> literally just says Jura. That's awesome. Um, I originally when I originally watched this season when it aired in April, uh, April beginning April of uh, two thousand nineteen. Excuse me. Um, four times. The before times, if you will, um, yesteryear. Um, <laughs> I I call my, bullshit wait, hold on, on my favorite being pregnant. Yeah, I I I'm not even gonna get into that right now. Well, we'll deal with that next week. Cersei being pregnant, but uh, 
my favorite um, term for times before the pandemic and everything are uh, precedented times. Is that what people were referring to pre-pandemic times? I've, I've seen people because everything now is unprecedented. Unprecedented, yeah. Yeah, I, like, just people are like, I yearn for precedented times. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I have, uh, this is the bit where um, Danny and Sansa become BFF. What is the point of the chain and ring on I, on Sansa's out? Is I, it ornamental or does it like... It's it doesn't or- look like it's like connecting anything. It just looks like no. A- it's it's like a necklace, but like the end of the necklace has like a fucking spike on it. Like the the chain that goes through the hoop. At the end of that chain, there's like a fucking sp- like four inch spike. Um, and I feel like it has something to do. It has something to do with like a, I think she started wearing it around the time of um. What was the fucking dude's name? Ramsey. I feel like she started wearing it around the time of like Ramsey, and everyone was like, "Oh, she's gonna stab Ramsey with that fucking thing that she wears," um, but she doesn't. Um, um, let, let me, because uh, my next note is my opinion. Well, not even really. It, like, it, it's not even a definitive opinion. But I want to ask you a question based off my note: Who has the best character arc in the entire series? Theon. That's that's what I have as yes. my note. Theon had had one of the better. Theon arcs. has one of the, if not the best, one of the better character arcs because he goes from being kind of an asshole mm-hmm. to getting put in his fucking place to then rising to a hero. Amelia, fuck you. Theon was a great character. In fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, let me scroll to the top of my notes. Um. I had Theon in the death draft, and I had two people on my de- on the death draft who I I didn't want to die, but I hope they died strictly so I won the death draft. Theon being one, the Hound being the second. You talked her into to sleep. Yeah, uh, she's a, a she's a, a poor fucking... she's a poor. Uh, no, what what's the guy's what's the the fat kid's name? Oh, pork pie. Pork pie. Pork, pork pie. It was? I was about to say it. I, I felt like... I was like, no, that's a hat. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure uh-huh. his name is Pork Pie or something. Um, <laughs> uh, we have Tormund, Tormund showing up here. Tormund's great. Uh, several of my notes is just Tormund is great. Mm. Um, they go to the work council meeting, and the only thing I could concentrate on was the map that they have out. And someone had to place all of the white walker, white walker markers yeah. at the one end. Um, I just have a note that says, Davos sees a small girl with a fucked up face, dot, 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 hashtag oh, yeah, we, memories. I forgot about that, what he's uh, yeah. giving the, the girl soup. Um, I don't know why. Why do I have the note? Oh, because this is when... Um, this is when Tormund and um, Ed Dolorous 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 Ed come back to um, come to Winterfell because you get one horn for Black Brothers, two horns for Wildlings, and three horns for White Walkers. Um, but I don't remember. I think they just blow the horn once when they appear, when they come up, um, thus signifying that there are no more Wildlings. We're all we're all God's children, Zach. 
Um, we go into what I mean. It's several scenes. I have a, I, I have a note saying I remember liking the scene, and I continue to like the scene. But it's it's more it's more of a arc than a scene. Uh, the just group of side characters, the like all come together here with uh, who do you, who do we have? Jamie, Brienne, Davos, Tyrion, uh, Thoron, Thoron, what? Torma, Tormund, uh, Pod. Who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody. There's so many. I don't, I don't even fucking remember who you started with. So, uh, but just like this, the, I remember thinking in the time that we, like originally watching this, that it, it was a nice touch bringing these characters together that really have no business being together. Um, wait, are you referring to the scene? It's, it's what, the beginning of the scene where they're singing around the fire. Oh, it's the it, it ends with Tormund, Davos. Pod, Brienne, Jamie, Tyrion, and I believe that's it. But it also feels like there should be somebody else, right? Like I, I, so. I feel like that that's it, but I can't remember who's it. I'm pretty uh, sure that's it. But Tormund doing his whole speech about uh, suckling at the teeth of a, dra- uh, a giant. Oh, yeah. Um, I had to... Uh, the next scene is the Hound... Sitting up on like the like the, the you know whatever you call them a castle, <laughs> and yeah. Arya coming up, and then Beric coming up, and then like r- like re- being reminded that Beric and Arya had a connection enough that he was temporarily on the list. I don't remember why. Oh, I know it. it, the- it, it, it God, he was. He was on the list. Be- was he on the list because he sold Gendry to Melisandre? He was on the list because he sold Gendry to Melisandre. Yes. That's right. I was like, why the fuck was he on the list? I can't remember. But yeah, he he was the when the the fucking the red bitch came right. to uh, came to collect. Let's take a a breath for a second because we're gonna get into a scene next that makes you uncomfortable. Is it problematic or not? Um, I don't, I, first off, I don't like, for the character, not even just in terms of watching the show, in terms of character development, I don't know if I completely am on board with sultry Arya. Would you, would you consider that sultry, though? She's fucking, uh, being, uh, 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 like, uh, what would you, like, I, when I really, t- I'm going to be completely transparent here. When I completely, I mean, when I wrote the note, the word sultry was not the word I used. The word I used was slutty. And then I was like, she's not being really a slut. She's being just, like, she's just being a woman who, like, has a sexual appetite and she thinks she's going to die. Like, there's nothing slutty about that. And it would be wrong to, to say, to call her that. No. But is the problem with the whole scene how young she was when we first saw her? Yes. Like, and I, we, that's we, exactly, that's exactly the, the issue. Cause you're, I, the, the, the exact issue that you're having is that you can't separate Arya now. 
because there's I forget there's another movie where she has another there's a movie where she has a sex scene. I can't remember what the name of the movie is, um, but there's a movie where she has a sex scene, and um, excuse me, I'm a I'm a restarting my dryer as I talk to you. Um, I think that's what it is is you you can't separate her, you know her now the fucking trained assassin. Arya from the fucking little girl who shot the arrow into the fucking bullseye between her brothers in season one. Because it doesn't help that I feel like she has been four foot seven. She has higher series. Like, she never grew any bigger. No, she's the exact same height. So, I mean, mean, for the record, she doesn't do do any real new... You see her butt... You see, you see, you see, like some her. You do see her butt, and you see like some side boob, but like, like she nowhere, I, 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 I nowhere feel, near no, the I amount feel, of nudity that like Danny has done on Danny I, or I like Egret like, or Melisandre or Melisandra. I like, feel weird talking about it, but like, I have to give them credit because I I feel like she does the most side boob you can get. Like they fig- figured out a way to shoot it. You get the, you get at the most the most possible side boob without actually seeing a nipple, but without being front boob. <laughs> yeah, um, which is crazy. <laughs> they do like side and three quarter boob, if you will. Uh, fun fact about the scene: this is the last scene of nudity in the Game of Thrones series. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, this there's not a single scene of either, you know, like partial nudity or this is pause. I disagree. What? At the end of next episode, Melisandre walks out. Are you? Are you serious? Don't you see her naked? No. Again. No, she's way off in the distance. Is honestly, I I can't remember. Oh well. We'll get we'll get to I'll I'll talk about that in the it's literally my first note of the next episode so I'll talk about that I just couldn't remember um, um, but it, it is interesting that is the, that's the which that that was like when people talked about the show like that was one of the big things they talked about was like the amount of nudity that they were yeah. doing the show that, that's the thing I feel like the show that's part of the reason people turned on the show is because uh, the big things about Game of Thrones was. Naked and everybody dies, and then yeah. in the last couple seasons, seven and eight, nobody was not really so naked, naked and nobody not really so dying. Died. Yeah, um, just real quick, just to get through to the next episode. Um, can you really quick give me a buffer on what was Pod's backstory? Where did Pod start? I don't remember. You don't remember how where, how Pod's character. Yes, I don't he remember was, where he started from. So that, like, to to compare to where he is now, I don't remember. Oh, he was he was like Tyrion's squire. Okay, he was basically Tyrion's like butler. Um, Jamie netting Brienne is a very sweet moment. It is, yeah. Um, I have a note that I was looking for somebody to sing a song, and I said, "Where's that Ed Sheeran soldier when you eat him?" Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, Danny needs to take a chill pill. Like she immediately goes like when John tells her who he is, and Danny immediately goes, You're gonna try to take the throne from me. 
Aren't you? Yeah. Um, and this is where, uh, at this point, I felt like I feel like one of the problems with the season and why people thought of the season like they do is that we were so hyped up for it that we were ready for just action, 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 action. Yeah, and it's literally these and first really, two episodes are shit. It's it's the it's, first two episodes are nothing. But really, it's what the show had been all along, which was. Build up, build up, build up, build up one up. big episode. Yeah, it had been like, what's going on behind the scenes? Who's talking? Who's talking to who? Who's conspiring? Who's... And then you have a big... Yeah, you have a big explosion of action, and then it compounds into who's talking to who. So like, I think it just it just built up too much that everyone was expecting action, action, action. And just, yeah. Um, we're going to get into the third episode now, The Long Night. Uh, I just have um I just have two quick notes about the about um another seven kingdoms. Um first time watching this, I don't know why I thought this would be even be a possibility, but the first time I watched this, I thought Dad, uh, Danny was going to stab John when they're in the crypts and he re- he um reveals that he is You know, given how gun. how have she turns out, it, it's uh, surprising that she didn't. Yeah. Um, I also have the note that because uh, the episode ends, if I'm not mistaken, the episode ends with the the White Walker, the gen- the White Walkers um, coming to the the cliff overlooking Winterfell on their mm. horses. I just have a note that the fucking White Walker horses are badass, which leads us very nicely into episode three, the Long Night, which is the <laughs> final battle of Winterfell, uh, directed by Morgan Sapachnik, who Sapachnik, if, if I'm not mistaken. Sapochnik. If you look at his resume, and it's also Miguel. You just, I thought you said Morgan. It is Morgan, isn't it? No, it's Miguel. Miguel Sapochnik. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to take over this episode. Miguel Sapochnik uh, directed the episode. No, no, hold on, it's, hold on. It's Miguel. I'm looking at his page right now. <laughs> Miguel Sapochnik, who, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you look at his resume, especially with Game of Thrones episode, they very quickly. Um, Entrusted him with the big battle episodes. He's got, he did. Yeah, he's got hard home, hard he's got home, battle, of bastards. battle of bastards, and then and then this episode, which is, um, if if you didn't, I don't know if you did any research into, uh, the pacing of the season so far. Um, every big battle episode before this had about 15, 20 minutes at the top. Where you had um, can also the... can also pause you. Not only does he not just big battle, big action because he has hard home. He's got um, battle of the bastards. He also has episode six, episode five, which is the bells, which is Danny fucking burning down King's mm-hmm. Landing. Which I, in a sense, is still like there's still I would, a, I it's still a that battle. The same, yeah, but um, what was I getting at? What was my point there before you? Uh, you said at the beginning of episode like twenty five. Oh, uh, I had read that uh, they the way that the episodes were structured thus far, especially the second episode and the third episode, was that every big battle scene, like Hard Home, Battle of the Bastards, has fifteen twenty minutes up top where you have to see where the characters are at, see where they're settling into for the battle, mm-hmm. and they wanted this episode to just be straight into it battle. Yeah. So that's why the second episode is more of like a like a 
not a downer episode, but like not a lot happens because it's, it's these a, it's people a, it's settling a, it's a into exactly. It's it's that it's what the fifteen twenty minutes of the other episodes had been in a full episode, yeah. So that they can get right into it on this episode, uh, the it was written by it was written by David uh, Benioff and Debbie Weiss. Uh, the IMDb synopsis is the Night King and his army have arrived at Winterfell and the great battle begins. Um, I had to watch this on the highest resolution I could find. Can we get into how fucking annoying HBO is right now when we're doing this? Because, oh yeah, go ahead. Normally it should be as simple as just going to HBO go, but Evidently, Amazon and Roku are both in fights with HBO as to if they're going to cover uh, carry HBO Max. So I had to go through my uh, illegal streams. I had to find the highest resolution I had. Adam, I know you um, notoriously. I don't know what your setup is now. Now that you got this pristine 4K TV in your living room, I don't know if you did. You move your big t- your other TV downstairs. My TV that was in my living room is now my downstairs television, yes. Okay, because my, I have a question, my second note on this. My first note is, I had to watch this in the highest resolution I could. My second note is, is this the first time you've seen this episode, Adam? Because let me so let, let me get in, let me, let me go through, because this is literally my first two notes. I my first note is literally I think I'm watching this episode on the worst TV made for this episode. Why couldn't the long night happen on at noon on a beach? Um, and then literally 30 seconds into the episode, watching it on my old living room television, my thir- my second note is I switched to my phone with the brightness turned all the way up. Yeah, like Adam's old and TV. I think that's why I think that's why I couldn't remember. Um, I couldn't remember Melisandre, how much nudity of Melisandre you see because I was watching it on such a small mm. screen. Um, but I actually, I haven't gone back and watched, um, I haven't watched The Long Night on my new pristine 4K TV. See, that's why you gotta I, be like watched, me, son. You gotta procrastinate until... I watched the first, like, I watched the first, like, couple minutes i think that is that's my new test of a good tv of how good a tv is is i play the first five minutes of the long night and see if i can figure out who the fuck is talking here's what i'd be interested in you doing i don't know how your internet speed is because that's a big thing but on our uh little like app that we use Mm -hmm. uh in when i went to the the long night there's 4k streams I'd be interested for you to, to to go upstairs and try to stream the fork. It's it's an insane amount of gigabytes. <laughs> well, here's the thing now. But uh, my 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 new TV is a smart TV, so I don't actually I don't even have the Fire Stick that has the 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 illegal streaming app. On yeah, I don't you, even, yeah, I, I, I'd have to migrate. I'd have to bring the Fire Stick back upstairs because I don't even have the Fire Stick up but there. But I'd anymore. be interested in you watching this episode uh, in 4K on your TV. On the good um, TV, you're saying? Uh, yes, on the good TV. Well, I could just go on. I I could I I did watch it on the on the new TV in I, 4K resolution though, or was it? 
I'm just this lower sh- resolution on your TV because I don't know. I I just I put it on I put it on on demand. So and I'm assuming it was H. It's it was HD that I this HD setting that I put it on. So um, I don't know if it was shot in 4K, um, but there are some shots that I want to go back that I'm going to talk about in this episode that I want to go back and watch in 4K because mm. they're fucking gorgeous. Um, um, let me, but I mean, I you, you I, got I, a bunch of- I watched the first five minutes of this episode on demand on the new TV just to see how good it was. And I could actually fucking make out what was happening. So, uh, you have a bunch of shots of people just preparing. There's no dialogue through the first part of the episode. Um, the first real event of the episode though, is all of a sudden they're, they're ready for battle. And Melisandre just comes, comes trotting up on a horse. Comes fucking walking was up. she just kind of walking ahead of the dead? Yes. The entire time they were chasing her. Cause she were they chasing her? Cause yeah. she doesn't seem like she's at a chasing pace. No, she just kind of walks up. Um, the she tells the Dothraki, well, she tells Jorah to tell the Dothraki to raise their swords, and then you see the long line of uh, Dothraki that, like it, it the flame cuts across. Mm. Um. Either the communication skills of the Dothraki between them, um, amongst themselves is impeccable, or it's like like a uh, a goof because there's there's like the 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 amount of Dothraki that have their sword lit on fire um, without being told to raise their sword. So, uh, there had to be a group of Dothraki, at least, at least at the very end, that didn't know it was coming and just burned themselves on their. <laughs> on, I, I I can imagine, but I I did have that that wide shot of the fire sweeping across, lighting up the Dothraki swords, is a uh, as we say, a chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few shots oh, yeah. in this fucking well episode shot. that are absolutely amazing. Um, there's a everybody shares this collective weeby fucks look. Um, they all just kind of like they have that the the, the impending doom look. Um, I have the the callback. <laughs> Arya gives. Um, Stay with me, man. Arya, and I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I got you. Arya gives uh, Sansa. Uh, she doesn't give her the cat's paw. Because spoiler alert, she needs that at the end. Um, does she give? Does she give Sansa needle? Does she give Sansa some other random fucking blade? But she tells Sansa to stick them with the pointy end, um, which is the the running bit um, that uh, John originally said to Arya when he left for the Night's Watch. Um, uh, when she when he first mm. gave her needle was uh, to make sure to stick them with the pointy end. Uh, I don't know what he gives what she what she gives her. She gives her something. Yeah, um, I just have a note that said, "God, th- good. This episode wasn't dark enough. Let's now add some fog and snow." Um, <laughs> yeah, like, um, uh, they started throwing. Oh, first off, do we we never get answers really about what the fuck is going on with Melisandre, right? Like she literally just comes in and just does her shit and then just dies at the end of this episode. We never get really. Are we to understand that she is the the character representation 
that the, the like the um, King's Landing, uh, Westeros idea of gods are wrong, and that her the god like like that's I was always confused about her character because like 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 the King's Landing. They have seven. They gods. have the seven. The yeah, the seven. The the whatever. The whatever. The other one. The. What, so what is what is her the the? What's her religion? Yeah. What is it called? The Lord of the Light. The Lord of the Light. But then you, the North has a, a completely separate thing too. They, right. They have, the the North has the old gods. The North has like, there. I think the North gods are like, basically like the werewoods, like the. The Godswood, yeah. that's what they call it. They don't call it the Kingswood, they call it the Godswood. But the only the only gods that fucking do anything is the the, the, Lord, the Lord of the Light. Of the Light. So are we like, Are we to believe what, that the Lord of the Light is, is right? Is the one true god? I guess. I mean, what the fuck? Because it doesn't matter. No. Like, why are we why are we throwing a this is the one. By the way, none of this matters because it doesn't come into play at all for the rest of the series. But the Lord of the Light was the one true religion. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why? Yeah, I don't know. It is strange. Which then leads me to my question that I have. I posed in uh, uh, alongside with how much uh, nudity of her do we actually see in that last shot of her. Does she really have to die? Because think of it. like No, literally, again, she's like, I'll be dead by dawn. And then she could have just not died by she dawn. She could have just not walked out and took her necklace off. Like, this whole character like, cause here's, is just cause fucking, here's the thing. Should have, been, should have been killed with Santa's, really. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. So, Beric Dondarrion gets brought back by the Lord of the Light because he holds a purpose in the, in, in the war to come. And right. His purpose is to protect Arya for that brief moment. Uh, so Arya, who eventually goes on to kill the Night Walk, to kill the Night King, um, can get to that point where she has the opportunity to. And it's said that John is brought back by the Lord of the Light because he too holds a purpose. Um, he doesn't really. He, I mean, he holds a purpose in the sense of like he kills Daenerys, but then after he kills Daenerys, spoiler alert, yeah, right. After he kills Daenerys, shouldn't he then just walk off, take his clothes off and his necklace, and die? Like, nah, I, the Lord of War is that what? Or is that what happens in the final scene of him going out into the woods uh, with the with the wildlings? He's really just taking off his necklace and dying. Maybe it's a um, metaphor. Maybe the wall. Maybe maybe beyond the wall is heaven. Are we to understand that this is the entirety of the Dothraki force? Yes, because there's a lot of Dothraki later on. Yeah, it's very confusing because it seems not, like not, not in this episode. Well, it all fair to but in the next episode, like there's like still like like the main Dothraki guys because like, you actually controlling when, Dothraki. Um, when Jor- they come back, they, a bunch yeah. of them run back. But yeah. like eleven of them, no, more than eleven of them run back. Mm, like twelve of them. Oh shit! But you know what? There's a lot of them in the last in the last episode. Yeah, like a there's a lot, lot of them. Yeah, like like all your flames were extinguished. 
Where did you come from, Dothraki? Yeah, like um, now, that, now that you mention it, like I literally just watched the last episode like yesterday. There were a uh, lot of fucking Dothraki in that last scene. Let's let's. I have a question. My next note is about the the uh, night generals mm-hmm. being able to like have have storm from X Men powers. I guess. <laughs> Because I, this, it's not very clear who does the storm, the the winter storm. Yeah, I think, like I think just, it's. I think they show them, think, and then it happens. So it's kind of implied that they're doing it. Yeah, I think they all just kind of have that. But uh, what are the rules of this? Because <sighs> I don't know. I have a note um, in regards to the winter storm, making it impossible. Like there's the bit where. Um, John and Danny are flying the dragons and they fucking crash into each other. I refuse to believe that dragons are portrayed as like very highly intelligent creatures. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that even in shitty flying conditions they would crash into each other. Um they you know what here's the problem though because these are very shitty weather conditions to the point where like it's like all right, you're already going to make this the darkest episode you've ever made. Yeah. And then you're going to make it like a hazardous weather condition as well. Yeah. So I literally cannot tell what is happening. I literally have this episode. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Well, in fact, I have a note that says um, that uh, when they're talking about how uh, they're trying to light the trench and it's not working and Melisandre walks out to light the trench. First off, Bitch, you need to walk a little bit faster. <laughs> Second off, thank fucking God they light that trench because that's the only way you could ever fucking see anything that's happening. By this massive fire, um, this massive fucking fire that's going on that they like, the only way you can see anything in this fucking episode. Um I um I have a note here just I think James fighting white. And I just have a note to like just bang him about just bang him about the head with your metal hand, Jamie. Yeah. That'd be pretty rad if like Valerian Steel, uh fire, uh dragon glass and gold hands uh could kill them. Um I have the note that just says, I'm going to go now. And I was right, I fucking hate Bran. Like he is Bran Bran is the fucking bane of my existence in this fucking season. Uh, like before this season, he was true. I have a my next note just says the Night King cometh. I just I don't understand the rules of all right. So we have Dragon Glass kills something, <laughs> Fire kills something. Well, okay, so Dragon Glass and Valerian Steel, Steel kill, kill something, kill the Walkers, the the generals. Um, we I, we see that fire. We see in this episode that dragon fire does not kill them. Um, and right. in the past, fire they've been able to just kind of like move fire out of the way. Um, so we know for a fact that dragon glass and Valerian steel kills the White Walkers, the generals of the group. What kills the normal everyday whites? Just stabbing them? Uh, for maybe. Because it seems like, because like fire definitely kills them. Okay. Um, Dragon glass definitely kills them. 
Valerian Steel absolutely kills them. Fucking Dragonfire destroys them. Um, but it seems like like they're just getting like unless yeah. unless Is every unless weapon to, that every oh, yeah, unless we believe every weapon has dragon glass on it, then it just seems like stabbing. But I think we're led. I think we're supposed to believe that every single weapon has dragon glass on it somehow. I feel like they make it a point that they don't have like an infinite amount of dragon glass. I don't know. Um, but I feel like that's the only way that makes sense because if you just stabbed it with a normal fucking weapon, why even introduce dragon glass? Um, I have a note that uh, in the future, when they sing songs about this, this will be the the battle of magic fire. Yeah, because just right up top, there's a bunch of magic fire. A lot uh, of it. Um, I had the bit. I had this note. Um, remember that when the when the the whites start finally start like climbing up the walls of um. Winterfell. Remember how badass that thing that the that they had at the wall where they like they pulled a lever and that big fucking anchor swung and like took out half the fucking wall, like killing all the wildlings and shit? That's what they need at Winterfell. I feel like the um we're jumping a bit. I have a couple I have a couple notes that we'll get back to. But uh if you are manning the gap in the turret on a castle, mm-hmm. And you let anybody up? You're an you're, idiot. You're fucking up because there's not that much space. We're talking like literally like one or two people, period, can get up at a time. Yeah. Just swing your sword constantly. So here's let's look at it this way. So we'll say that the the wall that they're on has little um, has little like cutouts. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll yeah. say that there's twenty cutouts. So that means at any given second, twenty individual walk whites could be coming through those cutouts. Right. So you stab that one. Right, and, falls, then falls, and, then and then it falls, like, and then another one comes up. Another one comes up. Stab that one. Another comes up. Stab. stab that another one. comes up. Stab. stab. Like you just fucking do that all day. Like uh, I understand that maybe you event- get fatigued. I mean, eventually they're going to start coming over like tag out, I guess. But like, yeah, tag out if you get tired. Um, but no, none of them ever attempt to climb up over the other parts. It's it's they literally just come they up. Only, yeah, the they only come up through the breaks. Just um, literally, if you just take your sword, take your sword underhanded, so it's pointing down, right? We're not even just fucking kind of lean over. Just hold your sword. Lean over the wall and just kind of wildly swipe it back and forth. Right, but even that, even even if not even just just stop like swinging, conserve your energy. Just you're holding it underhanded, so you're holding the uh, handle of the sword in your hands, both hands, with the point of the sword pointing down. The blade of the sword. That blade of the sword. Well, the point. <laughs> I mean, like you know what I mean. The point. Yeah, the blade. All right, so then you just kind of <laughs> lean over, and you just do a stabbing motion continuously. Not, not even. You could just hold it. Like, when, when you do CPR, they tell you to, to, to go with your body, not, like move your body, not your arms, because you'll tire yourself out doing CPR with your arms. If you just did that, if you kind of just did, like, the drinking bird thing, you know what I'm mm. talking about, the drinking yeah. bird? Yeah. If you just kind of did that motion with the sword pointed down, 
you would just go, you know, just fucking over. And then at right now, I'm currently rocking back and forth with my hands almost in a praying uh, stance, mimicking holding a sword. Because it's literally, it would like I'm. I could do this all for the for the rest of the fucking episode, and right. just rock back and to. forth and stab. Yeah, I'm doing um, it right now. If you can hear I, the creak of the chair, I have the line. Uh, we we can't beat them. You can't see that. You stupid whore. Um, the Hound has some of, has had some of the best lines mm. in this series. It's like I think the the most quotable is "You're gonna die over some chickens." To which he responds, "Somebody is." Um, he calls a lot of people. Uh, I'm gonna say it. Brace yourselves for uh, some vulgar language. He calls a lot of people cunts. Oh, I know. Oh. I know. He calls a lot of people cunts over the course of the series, and like, and whenever he does, it's fu- it's it's fucking hilarious. Can I? Can I? <laughs> can we ask you? I knew what word you were gonna say deep down. I know. You just hoped that I wouldn't. No, I just. Was, was also slightly preparing myself, which wouldn't make any sense at all. But like, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna say the N word?" <laughs> no, what? Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I knew it. Like, even just it's like the Wolf of Wall Street. Theoretically, the pilot the N word. Yeah, theoretically, <laughs> given what we're talking about, it would never in a million years had no. been the N word. But still, I had to be like, is, is, oh, God. Like, is is, is, is today swear, the like, day he says uh, the N-word on I the podcast? I swear to you, I put, I, I'm wearing a hat right now. I took my hat off, held it in my hand, and just put it over my head as a shield for waiting for you to say the N-word. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because um, geez, I cannot stop you from saying the N-word. Like, it's amazing that you go, like, hours on this podcast without saying the N-word given how much you say it in your everyday life. I I I I I don't. <laughs> just 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 to be clear, I do not say the we, N-word. No, uh come on. We call you N-word Adam. <laughs> That's what we call you. Um uh I have the note oh no little Mormon Mormont, so I'm oh. assuming that this is um she R. goes R. out Leanna Mormont. She goes out in a fucking blaze of glory though, dude. She kills the only like did they just have one giant I guess. Because she kills this one. She's and, fucking, and yeah. fucking right on for her. But then giants aren't an issue from then on. Yeah, I feel like they had more giants in the past, but maybe they should have. Maybe they killed them. Um, I don't like the whole horror movie library sequence. Don't. Let me. Let me. Um, let me. I have two notes before we get into. No, that and we're thing. talking about the leverage. Um, first of which, you, when the when, you are, you can't say the n word as much I'm, as you do. I'm not going to say the n word, and, and then and then dictate the pace of this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, okay. One of the one of the scenes I want to go back and watch on my new TV is when John and Danny finally decide that, oh, maybe if we try to fly above the storm. Mm. There's literally... this scene of the dragon breaking the cloud line into the clear sky, and it's fucking gorgeous. I literally could not bother myself at all. I'm watching this in 1080p, and I could not bother myself at all to take notes that of anything that was going on with the dragons and the clouds <laughs> and the storm, because I could not tell what was happening. Let me... Here's, let me ask you a, note, a question 
Let me ask you a note. Let me ask, ask me a note. And let me we'll, ask you a we'll question. Let me ask me a question afterwards. Let me ask you a question um, that pertains again to the rules of the whites and the white walkers. Um, the the undead Viserion, the undead dragon. Mm-hmm. Does it shoot ice or fire? It's like cold ice. Cold ice? Fire. Cold ice fire? <laughs> yeah. It's like icy hot. I don't know. It shoots icy they hot. Suits, I imagine suits your it, it has... Muscles. Like, the way... Like, they never explain it. Mm. But I, I feel like turning it blue, for some reason, dictates to me, without having to explain it, <sighs> that it's it's still fire... But it has the power of the dead. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's power of the dead fire. Like they don't. It's it's like, like it's blue like ice. Yeah. I mean, but like I, I don't. It, they it always does, say like, like like a flame, like the like a blue flame is hotter than like a. Like that's a, that's what they say. I I I when I watched the show without having to be told it, I understood that the. Where I thought I understood because before John is just like kind of hanging out around all the fire around him at the end of this episode, mm. um, that the fact that he's dead makes it stronger. Yeah, I guess. Like that's how I understood it. Like you're like, oh fuck, that dragon's dead now. He's got dead. He's got hellfire. Oh, he's got the dead fire now. Everyone's fucked. <laughs> But then John's just kind of like leaning against a rock that has fire all around it. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It, it might just be regular fire. But even even if John was like up against a rock with regular fire, I'd be like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um. So we uh, we get into the the horror movie library scene. Um. It's very. It, it's it, just, I'm it's, pretty sure I've, we've seen this exact scene. In The Walking Dead. It's just, it's... And I have a note that says, like, did they teach, like, I imagine the first lesson they teach you in the House of Black and White is how to close a door quietly. Just, it makes, are we supposed to think that these whites are a threat, or are they fucking idiots? I don't, because it, it, the, the... The way the whites in the library are acting are it it brings up the question that I often have when I watch The Walking Dead, like the for, let's take for example, um, in season three of The Walking Dead, um, it's like the first episode of season three. Herschel gets his leg bit mm-hmm. by a zombie that is literally just sitting on the ground and appears to be dead, dead. Like what possesses a zombie? What possesses a zombie to act in a manner like before? These motherfuckers were charging the gates and climbing up each other to get up the walls, and now they're just moseying right. around a they library. Seem to be, they no seem reason. to be, and and when they like the scene that makes this scene seem even more unbelievable is the uh, Night King giving the uh, the whites waiting at the flames the basically the order to throw themselves 
on the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which we didn't even touch on at all, which is a very, which I think is one of the more clever storytelling moves that they do in this episode. Because, um, yeah, with a couple hundred guys to just fall on these flames and then the thousands can go over. Yeah. But um, they make it seem like they they have a central intelligence that is a like not like a dumb dumb intelligence, you know what I mean? Like a hive intelligence and, almost. Yeah, and these guys are just like basically it's fucking Scooby Doing around this. You library. know what it's like? It's almost as if like the 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 Night King sat like the whole army down, the whole army of the dead down, and was like, Listen, once we breach the walls you guys go patrol the corridors. You guys go patrol the library. You yeah, guys it's very strange. Study. You guys yeah, it, like pick, it, pick the rooms from Clue and go patrol them. Like yeah, I mean, it, it's very strange. It's, yeah, it's it, it's like in in my head the whites like the whites aren't like a traditional zombie where like like you know they kind of only go after food. Like it just seems like they're on the constant hunt for food like so why would you be just be moseying around a room it's not even food it's not even yeah like, i don't think they want to just moseying around looking for death yeah. yeah um uh we get to the through the scene where john's chasing the night king and the night king raises the the dead uh the night king uses the same trick to raise the dead as the undertaker uses to raise the lights in the arena so i i'm Calling a little bit of copyright infringement. <laughs> um, John would not last a minute. John wouldn't last a, last a minute on the on the creek. Yeah, uh, the dead creek. Um, did if if literally he raises every if John is is the only. Human, like living mortal. He's the only living thing on that battlefield. And then the the Night King raises every dead. Uh, all right, let me ask you a question of a side note. When he raises the dead, the Night King, mm-hmm. is it just the human uh, mortal? Yes, that I've... had been killed in the battle, and not the. Dead that had also been killed in battle. I believe so. I can't. I'm trying to think back if there's been any. There's no indication either way. I'm trying to. Th- I guarantee. I'm trying to think if there's been any point in the series where they've showed us a like. You know how, like in Walking Dead, sometimes they'll show like a like a hero zombie, like a they'll show a zombie, and then like later on in the episode, you'll see that almost like um in season two. The zombie that Carl frees from. Sorry, knocked my headphones loose. Uh, Adam, you were saying something about. I was saying um, you were, we were talking about the um, uh, when when the Night King raises the dead on the battlefield. Is he raising just the people who have freshly died, right, or the the whites that were dead that were killed again? Um, and I was saying in The Walking Dead, every once in a while they would show us like a. A, a, a zombie um, a, they would focus in on a zombie so we would know it for later on when it comes back right. um, most notably the zombie that Carl frees from the mud in season 2 is the zombie that inevitably comes and bites 
what was the old guy's name? Uh, Dale. Dale. The, the zombie that uh, Carl is like throwing rocks at in the mud that breaks out of the mud is the zombie that inevitably comes and bites Dale. Um, I don't, I can't remember any specific scene where we see a walker and then like that walk, I'm sorry, a white and that white dies. And then that white gets risen again because we've only seen, we've only seen the rising, raising the dead trick twice. Yeah, the first time Once. you see it is hard. hard. You saw it at Hard Home, and that's about it. But here's the thing: like, you've seen it once, you know that the Night King can raise the dead. Yeah, and yet you're sending your women, your children, and your elderly down to a crypt. Well, that's the thing. I have a note about that as well. Um. It seems like the general consensus, the general um, tradition in Westeros is to burn the dead on a pyre. So why does why does Winterfell have a crypt? Aside from the fact that like eventually it's going to come into play in this battle, I literally can't remember that being the, the pyre thing. Being when do we see that? Uh, Drogo, Drago, 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 Drogo, Drogo was a dragon. Drago, no, Drogo was Cal Drogo was burned on a pyre. Yeah, that's Dothraki. Um, something north. Somebody else was burned on a pyre. I can't remember who though. Other people have been burned on a pyre though. I don't think so, Adam. Like, you have given me no evidence. I'm sorry. I feel like I remember. I just can't think of a specific. Um, I feel like I don't know if we jumped over um, the scene or if it if it's just like the nah, we, we couldn't have because it, it was my, my notes are very linear. Um, I do really enjoy the line um, where. So Beric and the Hound rescue Arya. Mm hmm. And then they end up in like a, 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 a some sort of hall with Melisandre. Well, Beric dies. Yeah, I'm but... very confused about what this room in the castle is. But yeah, I'm confused myself. But they end up in it with Melisandre, and she set, she gives the line, "When we last met, I said you would close many eyes," and then she gives she uh, Arya agrees or something, but she says brown eyes green eyes and then there's a long pause and she says and blue eyes and it's at that moment where Arya realizes what she has to do mm-hmm. um, I really like that um, I really like that realization do I like the execution of her actually defeating the Night King I don't particularly care for it I feel like it's a little anticlimactic, but like we'll get there in a few minutes um, because we'll we're, we miss uh, where there's the bit where uh, Danny uh, rains down uh, Drogon fire, rains down Dracarys on I, I the pro- Night King. A problem: the fact that she like even, like back when uh, the uh, Melisandre with the. Uh, the barricades on fire, yeah, uh, and then they're all just standing there, like the dead, 
the wife. Oh, yeah, there's that creepy bit. Why didn't she just uh, burn them all to death with a dragon? While they were um, all just standing there watching a fire? Well, she was at a family barbecue. Um, so she couldn't have. Uh, like, they show them looking down at them. Yeah, I they they she should that should have been her her key her moment to just, just burn fucking all just them. just sweep back and forth with fire. But anyway, um, um, but we have that moment where the the music swells and the Night King is uh engulfed in flames and um and they're like we're, you you get that moment of like yes and then the the fire clears and you see the smirk on his face and you're like fuck. Like, um, <laughs> Uh, the whites uh, uh, overcome one of the dragons at this point. They be, they overcome or, the green dragon, which you, I, whose name and I are can't stabbing remember. the shit out of him. Whose name I can't remember. What are the names of the dragon? There's I Drogon. No idea, Adam. I oh, don't remember. Drogon is is named after Cal Drogo. Viserion, who's the undead dragon, is named after. Daenerys's brother, brother Viserys? Is that his name? Viserys? I can't fucking um, remember. There's you have to remember the names of people, swords, dragons, <laughs> castles. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's impossible. But I think his name was Viserys. I believe the dragon that John uh rides is named after Rhaegon. I think it's I think his name is like Rhaegar. Not no. Rhaegon is the name of the dragon. Rhaegar was the name of the person. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know that John's dragon was named after Rhaegar. So Rhaegar dragon is overcome by um, but, like, by, by whites. How many stabs can one, like, one dragon take? Like he gets two, but for, with normal with like normal swords, a, a fucking lot, I think. Um... With like maybe maybe with a Valerian steel sword, maybe just one. No. Um I just like it's never touched upon because I, I don't know how they would have done it. But to be Sansa in the scene where they're like hiding from the whites in the crypt, that's mm-hmm. literally like her family is going around and stabbing people. Yeah. Like, it's not even like, just like unnamed zombies. This oh, is yeah. They're, like, they're, they're in the like, crypt. The only yeah. people who are buried in the, in the, in the Winterfell crypts are Starks. Uh, can we talk briefly about what the fuck is Bran doing? I when don't... he when he cl- whites out his eyes and just is like he's just, he's because literally the only time it plays any like he sees initially as crows or ravens I guess ravens yeah he sees when the the night where came. where he is at that exact moment yeah and then it never comes into play again it's almost as if he's just watching like he it's like he's just like. I'm bored. I'm going to flip through the channels and the channel he lands on is the the battle, the final battle of Winterfell. Like it's so frustrating. He's just he's just like, watching I... the battle from the Ugh. Raven's perspective. 
Um, he comes back at the. Oh wait, pause, point. pause for a second. We miss, we miss uh, Jorah going down. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 what's to say about that? I mean, he's he's been uh, a major it, character yeah, from and, the get go. And can I, can I be you in the beginning of, the, of this pod, like the the early uh, version of uh, Adam? Early version Adam of some movie club where everything had to be sexually controversial. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, would I have been? Uh, would it have been shocking and not uh, in the plot, like necessary for the plot? Yes, but would it have been somewhat like a character arc if while George died? <laughs> They just kind of reach over and gives him a handy. It'd be it'd be a very <laughs> it'd be a really strange. Oh, it'd be, it'd be completely it'd be, like it'd be the the pun intended the ballsiest move I've ever seen done but, in a television show. But like at the same time, like would it have not been like appropriate with this character arc? If like she just kind of gives him know, like gives him like a sympathy tug. Yeah, just gives him a rum tum tugger. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not from Tom Tucker. Um, so, all right. So Jorah's dead. The 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 bodies are coming out of the crypt. At, I think at this point we have the generals entering the the godswood. Um, I've known such as uh, uh, yeah. Brand comes back, and everyone's yeah. just like, "Oh, okay." I, I would be like. What the fuck was that? Be like, dude, like, what we we needed you. <laughs> uh, I just uh, uh, you you look at the Night King design, like character design, mm-hmm. with the the basically he's wearing a crown in his head. Yeah, he's Darth Maul. And I just have a note. It's like I don't want to be king. It's like, well, now come on, the crown is part of your head. Kind of got to do go yeah. along with it. Okay? You kind of have to be at this point. Um. Theon charges the Night King and dies. Yes. Uh, why did he? He could have just not done that, <laughs> right? He could have just fucking not. He could have <laughs> just not charged them. But I mean, he and but he his progress towards Theon. If he had just kept close to Bran, theoretically, just keep close to Bran as if you're you're protecting him. The Night King would have walked towards Bran with the idea in the Night King's head that I'll kill Theon as well and then get to to the three-eyed raven that everyone's on board with. Mm. Um, and But then Arya would have come in at the same time anyway. And n- none of them would have had to die. I, I think... To season one, Theon would never have charged. No, the I, Night get the, King I get for... the character arc, that's, but I bet, I'm, I'm saying that's the only reason why you have him charge the Night right, King, but is to show that arc. Just logically, he didn't Logi- have to. logically he didn't have to. Plot wise, he did. Um, 
my favorite my favorite part of this whole thing is the the first like subtle clue you get as to what's gonna happen is one of the night one of the the White Walker generals their hair just kind of like blows really <laughs> like are we to believe uh, she is like that Arya is moving speed. at like supersonic speeds. Mm. Enough to disrupt the 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 flow pattern of hair, like it's it's ridiculous. Like yes, I get she's a trained assassin. I buy that. I get she's really good with a sword. I buy that. Do I get the fact that do I do I buy that she moves fast enough to move the White Walker's hair? Absolutely not. You um, know who can move that quick? Hmm. No one. No one. Which which is which brings me to my my big question with the scene, um, is what are your thoughts on Arya being the one to kill the Night King? I don't care for it. I don't mind it. I mean, I don't mind it, but I wish it. I I don't. It, so there's who I, who else? I don't know, but I mentioned earlier. That's the thing. Who else? I, I mentioned. I don't know. I mentioned earlier in the podcast the R plus L equals J um, theory. Um, there, the other, the the other big thing that's talked about um, in Game of Thrones is the Azora High prophecy, or the the prince who was promised, promised yeah. prom, prophecy, where um, uh, Azora High will use light Lightbringer, I believe is what it was referred to as Lightbringer. Um, to to end the long night, um, and everyone assumed that Azor High is John, um, and Lightbringer. Everybody, assu- I, I assumed Lightbringer was Longclaw. Um, and I've read theories that, like, technically, like. If you think about it, like Arya basically is at this point just a sword. Um, okay. So, like Arya herself is Lightbringer, and like John is still technically Azora High because he gives Arya her first sword. But like, I it's just it's it it just seemed weird and kind of. It's it was it was kind of annoying that like they took this this big thing, like and you you hear fucking um, it's mentioned <laughs> multiple times throughout the series the whole Azora High, that's why, um that's why Beric Dondarrion has a flaming sword because the flaming sword is supposed to represent Lightbringer, and um, when Stannis at one point Stannis makes a big speech and his sword is on fire because uh. Originally, Melisandre says that Stannis is uh, the prince that was promised. This is Zora High. Um, really, what I, I think it comes down to is just they wanted a cool moment. And, like, <sighs> let me get into my main point for, for the end of the episode because this is, it, it plays into this. Going into season eight. Uh, leading up to season eight is is where I want to start. Actually, um, Game of Thrones had been one thing for a long time. It had been a a talky 
political royal thing where 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 all the pieces go to go. And then they got really into well there's this other threat that that supersedes the who's going to sit the the iron throne thing. Mm-hmm. And it became the big thing. So like it wasn't like it started as who's going to sit on the iron throne then it became are we even going to survive to figure that out? Because there's this, you know, zombie force coming. And then we get into the last season and they had built it up as the, the main thing was this zombie force. And then we're three episodes, we're halfway through the season and they decide, ah, but the real thing is who's going to sit the iron throne. Mm hmm. And I think that's part of the problem with this, how they decided to end it, to end this. Because I personally, if I had started from the beginning as George R.R. R. Martin, I wouldn't have included any of the White Walker shit. I don't care. I, was I getting... would have, it would have been strictly from the beginning to the end. Who's going to sit the Iron Throne? Instead, we ended up with like full seasons almost where the main focus is the the White Walkers and oh, after this episode, oh, they're gone. Now we got three episodes to get back into Mm -hmm. the Iron Throne stuff, which at this point who, like I don't like I cared before, but then I was told I wasn't supposed to care because it wasn't a threat. And now, you know what I mean. I was just thinking while you were talking, um, <laughs> when I when you said when I was talking about Arya uh, stabbing the Night King, and you said who else? Mm-hmm. I kind of like in retrospect, I kind of like the idea of nobody beating the Night King. I like the I'm I kind like of like the, of the Night King winning. Yeah, like it that would have been a way to go. And I like the way the show built itself was that there's no happy endings for yeah. anybody. And that would have been the ultimate not happy ending. Yeah. Was the and, death of humanity. Instead what we get is characters betraying who they are. Uh-huh. We get at the end a somewhat happy ending with the the uh, all right spoiler Bran ends up on the gold, on the Iron Throne the Golden Throne the Golden Throne he ends up on all the thrones but he's the least developed candidate yeah. Which we'll get into next episode, like let, 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 how let, how much that bugs us. Let's let's call it now. Let's 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 call it uh let's call it a, a break right now before we get too into it, because I want I, I want to talk about it with the context of the episodes. Yeah. Um, Adam, what are you watching? Um, what I am watching, I have one that's kind of actually kind of funny. And one that's actually a little serious, uh, not serious, but a, a little serious. One. And you're watching, 
So OJ Simpson true. My 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 legit one. My my youngest at, at this point, my youngest is uh, twenty months old. Um, out of nowhere, I don't know. I I, I think my 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 five year old randomly put it on. Pause. The, or pause. When do you stop? Uh, when do you stop saying months? Eighteen. Like, months. What is, Eighteen months. So you're past that. And you're uh, yeah, because well, because he's not. He's not eighteen months, but he's not. He'll be. He'll be two in November. Um, no. So at this I, point, so I say two. When once they turn two, there's just two. Okay. So at, at so at, at at two. So you're 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 in the the realm. All right. So we'll say. Well, he's twenty months. Um. Hmm. Uh, he he randomly started being into Spider Man into the Spider Verse. A movie I wish I had gotten into earlier than I did because it's 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 a very well done. I think movie. it's if if it's not the best, it's one of the best Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it's it's one of the ones I had, I, I haven't seen anything. I don't know if I've seen one past uh, the first uh, James Garfield one. Oh, really? You haven't seen any of the... Oh, I Zach, seen any Zach's, of the Zach's far behind on the Marvel Universe. I haven't seen any of the Tom Holland The Tom Holland ones are good, but I really love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, specifically, great. Sunflower by Post Malone. Oh, that's, that's where I found this song. That's, that's really uh, Sunflower by Post Malone and uh, the guy from some other thing yeah. uh, is, is what got me... I have a playlist on Spotify of Post Malone, and it would not exist if it was not for Sunflower. No. Um, but uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is currently on Netflix. Um, so while we were down the shore, we would... But literally, you put on Into the Spider-Verse for the little... For the, my small... My youngest one, and he just stops what he's doing and just stares at the TV, like, barely blinking. It's amazing. To the point where I think I'm going to dress him up like Miles Morales for Halloween. Because my youngest is kind of chubby, and I think it will be funny to see a chubby little Spider-Man running around. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm talking about getting like a skin-tight, like morph suit Miles Morales costume for this little baby. Um, but in while we we're uh, down the shore last, while I was down the shore last week, um, turning shit off of Netflix, I would just be like, randomly see stuff that was on. I was like, oh, I'll put stuff on Netflix, put stuff on Disney Plus for the kids. I'll just randomly see what was on. I randomly watched both the National Treasure movies. Oh man! Which honestly, I'm I'm gonna try to convince you. Um, where where we were gonna do when we we did Hamilton episode fourteen. Hamilton was supposed to be Groundhog Day, and we moved Groundhog Day up until another uh, future time. I'm gonna try to convince you to uh, postpone Groundhog Day. And replace it with one of two movies, one of which being the first National Treasure. I love National Treasure. Um, uh, before I went to college, uh, because our mom loves the National Treasure hmm. movies, uh, they're like her favorite. Before I went movies. to college, as like uh, like a last, oh, I'm leaving. Let's do a thing together, like event. Uh, me and our uh, me and mom went and saw National Treasure too. Did you really? Yeah, that's that awesome. Our, um, and I and supposedly they're working on a three. Like, it's, are they it's working like on a three? Yeah. 
I mean, Nicholas Cage is a madman. He'll do anything. Uh, yeah, National Treasure will definitely happen in this podcast. If not, and we should have Mom on. And we all oh, fuck. Oh my yes, god, dude! I, 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 you know what? <laughs> it's, it's happening now. I don't we're know. We're replacing the few, the Groundhog Day episode with National Treasure, and Mom's going to be on it. I don't know what that episode is going to be like. It's going to be bananas. That's what <laughs> She's doing it. I don't even give a shit. Yeah. All right. So Groundhog Day is getting pushed to 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 the new year at this point. Yeah. Uh, We're replacing yes. Groundhog Day oh, with National fuck. Treasure featuring Debbie Weiss. Oh, that's happening. Absolutely. It's going to be ridiculous. Who knows? Because it's going to be like a mix of like, fuck, and like. <laughs> <laughs> Like just the idea of it is amazing. I feel like we're building up too much with our, our yeah. But it's because be what's gonna happen is it's gonna come like time to do it, and she's not gonna want to do it because we record on Sunday nights and she works on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's happening. Um, but um, I had I said to Zach I texted him the other day. Um, my what I'm what I'm watching was just going to be the first two national the the two national treasure movies. And then I was gonna have a what I'm going to be watching this week, but I am I'm so excited for the what I'm going to be watching that I'm saving it as the what I've been watching for next episode. Tune in the next week, everybody. Yeah. Um. So so much I was so excited for it that I didn't even realize what date it was, and I was trying to watch it yesterday when it doesn't even come out for another three days. <laughs> Um, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. So, like, I'm, 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 I'm not I'm myself. Not, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to leave it till next episode. Um, but Zach, what have you been watching? Uh, I just finished Umbrella Academy. Highly recommended. Mm. I knew you were going to say that, and I, I wanted to tell you something. Vamp about Umbrella Academy for a second. Umbrella Academy. They are umbrellas and they go to an academy. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, I'm, I just want to look up the um, the actress's name who plays uh, the rumor. Uh, oh, I just took a BuzzFeed quiz as to uh, uh, I forget what the like plant do this thing and then we'll tell you what what I'm uh, the academy character. Uh, you yeah, are. and I'm I'm the rumor. Oh, uh, the, the uh, actress, she played. She played. Uh, pause the... for a second. Pause for a second. The actress's name is Emmy Raver Lampman. You might know from the original sh- Chicago production of the SpongeBob SquarePants. She uh, she played Pearl in the original. Yeah. Yes, she was an original Broadway ensemble member of Hamilton. Really? Yes. Good She's. For her. She's one of two original broadcast members of the cast. Broadcast members? Broadway members of the cast <laughs> who did not perform in the version that we watched for the podcast a couple episodes ago. Um, but not only was she, she was part of the ensemble, she was also the understudy for the three Eliza, for the, the Eliza sisters, for the three Schuyler sisters. She could have subbed in to either of them? Any of them, yes. Not oh. not just any of them. She could have all, she like so if she <coughs> took over the role as Becky, uh, Becky Peggy, she would have also been um, the um, Maria Reynolds um, mm-hmm. character. But, uh, but there, she if was you, uh, if if you look online, I forget what for what um, 
part of it she played um, for what is it that she played. But there was a, a, a section, uh, a, 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 you know, a, a stretch of Hamilton that was being performed where she wasn't the understudy. She was cast as Angelica. Hmm. So you can go online and you can find there's a video on YouTube of her performing Satisfied. Oh, really? And not uh, just that. She apparently was also she has a big she has a, a, a big theater background, this Emmy Raver Lampman. She also yeah. was an understudy for uh, a, a performance of Wicked. So there's a video of her performing Defying Gravity on YouTube you, as well. It seems like you're a big This Lady fan. No, I just, because you know what it was? I don't know, I don't know how I've, I stumbled upon this. Um, I, I, you know what it was? I was, I was scrolling, I was watching videos on YouTube. And I was watching so much Hamilton stuff for the podcast, and I'm still mm. getting Hamilton stuff in my suggested feed. And I saw it was like Emmy Emmy Raver Lampman as uh, singing Satisfied. I'm like, who the fuck is that, and why should I care? And then like ten minutes later, I saw her name connected to Umbrella Academy. I'm like, hold on a second. Mm. And I went and read her Wikipedia, and she was uh, she fucking uh, starred as Angelica for. Uh, a brief period of time. Uh, yeah, but uh, the show Umbrella Academy does a, a great job of uh, getting you interested in a third season. Oh yeah, in their uh, I'm also watching. Uh, I listen to a podcast called We Watch Wrestling about wrestling in general. Uh, two guys have been watching it since the the eighties. Um. They've decided to watch a uh, territory from, you know, the mid eighties. Uh, I don't know how if anybody knows how wrestling used to work. It, it it didn't used to be just WWE, AEW, WCW. It used to be like little territories based on where you lived. Um, one of them was mid south, which was uh, Oklahoma, uh, Tennessee, that kind of area. Um, they got into watching that. They're watching two episodes a week, and then they, uh, after they talk about all the normal stuff they talk about, uh, they talk about what the the mid south for the those weeks. So I'm I'm watching along with them, and it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's like uh, it's like uh professional wrestling can be a time capsule of uh what people thought and what was okay to say in those times uh in in one episode what the the commentator refers to as the 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 evil japanese character as uh a doing a sneaky uh pearl harbor attack on somebody and you're like, Ooh, oh, that's, that's yeah. uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's like, that's, that's, we we shouldn't be saying that now. Yeah, no, uh, not at all. They, they call him a Jap. Wow. Uh, which which I'm still not sure is offensive or not. It Forgive is. Forgive me. It, it is. It sounds like it is. It is because and no one's ever said it in like a, no one's ever said it in like a. No, a yeah, cute way. Like, always said it in a derogatory way. Uh, like, I'm glad we have that Jap in the neighborhood. No one yeah. says it that. No, yeah, no one says it like that. It's never. A but good like, thing. in terms of like, really, what it comes down to, it, I'm not sure it's a. 
But someone definitely calls him a champ. So it's it's that's crazy. And of course, uh, you know the Flyers. Uh, We're two up, two one up on the Canadians. Um, I've seen I've seen uh, this weird uh, like circle graph thing. Of oh, um, the chances to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, like the the percentages of uh, chances to win the Stanley Cup, and everybody Flyers. Flyers are Flyers are number one. The the Las Vegas Knights, Golden Knights, are very are a close second, but Flyers are at the top of that list. So, but at this point, it's we're the number one seed in the East. Uh, the Knights are the number one seed in the West. Yeah. So we have the best, like, as you go through the playoffs, you play the, if you're the number one seed, every round you'll play the lowest seed that's still in the, so, of course, you'll have the best chances, but, yeah. um, uh, next week, we'll, we will be traveling back to Westeros. We shall be. Uh, we'll do three, uh, episode four through six. Um, we'll be be finally rounding off this uh this 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 I'm gonna say clusterfuck of a season. Uh, Cluster uh, clusterfuck of an ending. I'm still kind of like eh, on the, on that phrasing. It's it's it was fine. Like if you in all fairness, fairness, I've already taken my notes for next week's episode. You haven't, so. You're at this, true. at this point. You're about a year. You're a little over a year removed from watching the the, the last three episodes of the season. Um, it's it, it it it's kind of a like like how well, you were talking about earlier. How how yeah, you were I'm sure yeah. it's a mess. But like at the same time, in terms of just watching an episode of television and like being entertained by it. Um, I'm not going to have as many problems with the daddy just deciding to fucking burn everything. Yeah. Even though there's a reason why she shouldn't burn everything. Yeah. Like, like it makes no sense that she burns everything. Like, the fact that she burns everything is fucking cool to watch. <laughs> it is. It is very cool you know to watch. I mean? um, so, like, and, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, but just, just, I say, just we'll we'll save it. We'll save it for next week's episode. Let's not dive too much into it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention again, as I mention every episode. Um, if you guys are listening to us and you're not, you know, American, you're not. Well, not even that because there's <laughs> there's there's uh, there's if you look at our analytics, there's people all over oh. the, um, all over the greater United States I knew that what are listening. Say, I just want to make you sound like you're the... <laughs> if you're not like our mom or like I'm pretty sure our sister listens or I'm pretty sure like our brother-in-law listens or if you're not like my at... wife doesn't listen. Yeah, my my wife and doesn't listen either. You know what? Like fucking support your husband. You know, no, my my wife doesn't give a shit. She doesn't listen. Um, but if you're not like our immediate family or Alex or uh, John Hannigan. <laughs> who is I'm, I'm, who we've, we've I, shouted out no, multiple times. He's, yeah, he's, uh, forgive me. I'm going to sure shout him out again because this. he started, he, he's starting conversations on Twitter. Tweet, he tweeted about looking forward to this episode. And I'm sorry if we've talked about him before. Who is John Hannigan? Do John we know H- him? 
I John Hannigan is he used to work at the Home Depot that I work at. Okay, um, so Al- Alex, who was on last week's episode, turned him on to the podcast because uh, he he tweeted about looking forward to the Game of Thrones episodes. Yeah. And if um, I'm not mistaken, John Hannigan lives on the same street as Mom and Dad. Really? Yeah. Is there's he, a there's is, a woman a woman who lives at the end of uh our is the John street. Hannigan a like anagram for Fred Leparati. Yeah, no, Fred Leparati's <laughs> house just sold. By the way, also the one across from them did. Yeah, no. Well. This is just neighborhood stuff. You guys, I'm buying about. a house. By the way, everybody, Zach's buying a house next week. He's making. I'm seven. literally like, no, no uh, w- yeah, I guess the week it's, this comes out, yeah, no, nah. the third Thursday the twenty seventh. Supposedly, I'm. He's signing. On a house. He's we'll signing see. his fucking life away. Um, we'll see. But stop interrupting me. If you're not, no, I'm hosting this podcast. You stop interrupting me. If you're if you're not the 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 five people who we know listen to this podcast, um, yeah, please drop us a line on Twitter. Be, take take a note. At, take a page out of John Hannigan's book. Summer start, start movie, a conversation. Summer movie clue CLU one. Drop us That's a line. That's the Twitter. Tell us who you are, where you're from. How the hell you randomly came upon two brothers progressively getting drunker talking this about week, movies? Evidently, you only had a like a hand, like a couple beers, and I had. In all fairness, the beers I had are um, they're they're quite strong. I think the what, lowest. What are you drinking? I was drinking. Um, I had one from I believe it was by Lagunitas, which was like eight percent. Okay. Uh, I got another one that's like six and a half, and then I'm currently drinking another one that's like eight and a half, nine percent. Um, I'm drinking Miller Lights, which everyone knows is is fourteen percent, fourteen percent. I'm drinking some some like heavy double IPAs, um, but um, but yeah, I, it just yeah. Let us know how you found us. What what random Google search you typed in to to stumble upon us? What you were trying to find? And then sadly found us. <laughs> um, let us know. And as as we've, I'm pretty sure we've shouted out John Hannigan on the past three episodes, uh, maybe even four episodes. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll definitely give you guys a shout out. Um, on that note, I want to give a, a special thanks. If there's anybody, anybody who just started listening last episode and are coming back to listen to this episode. Last episode with Alex about Pirates of the Caribbean is now currently our most listened to episode. Right before we started listen, uh, recording, I had checked. We were at 39 listens for that episode. <laughs> oh, he which is said the number. You should have been like, we have a, a lot of listens. No, no. I'm, but I'm saying it's 39 listens in a week. That's it's. It's a lot of it's it's more listens than any other podcast that we've had. Basically, if if you know Alex and yeah. you listen to that one episode, come keep coming back. Maybe keep Alex coming, yeah. will be out on a couple episodes. We'll see. Maybe Alex becomes the new permanent third host. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about some other pirates. And we'll talk Caribbean. about pirates of the Caribbean uh, at on Stranger Tides. You know. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, thank you to everyone who's listening. If you again, if you're not, if you're not one of the five people we know of, let us know who you are and where you're from. Um, again, that's summer movie CLU 
one on the Twitters. Zach, Thank bring, you us, everybody. bring us home. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you for the second half of this Game of Thrones experiment. Yeah. Um, uh, we got some more theme stuff coming up. We do. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about more next week, but we got to... Yeah, uh, this is... Yeah. Like, d- directly following mm-hmm. next episode, we have a, a, a little stretch of a theme going on. So we'll talk about Which that Which includes week. another live episode. I say our, our second live watch is coming up very soon. This is episode 16. So in four episodes, we will have another live watch coming up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and... Have a good night. Everybody be safe, be healthy out there, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.